Dionisio at the plate, he's over to today. Swakowski, the big right hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. Dionisio lets it fly, and it's. Oh, it's raining now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater, the show where two bums talk about other bums at baseball games. I'm Jeremy Dionisio. And I'm Jack Swakowski. And this is episode number 211, and we're going to be reviewing, as promised in the last episode, the Diamondbacks uh, at Cubs series. Uh, we didn't go to any of these games together, so no games for the episode, but we combined pretty much graphed the whole series. Um, so we have um, a little bit of highlights from all the games of the series. This was the Arizona Diamondbacks, or Arizona Diamondbacks at Cubs series that went from September 7th to September 10th, 2023. Um, and we're going to jump right into it because um, we uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. First off, Jack, um, you were, um, were, this episode might be a couple days late. First of all, apologies for the last episode being a little late. Um, I was tied up with work stuff and didn't get a chance to, to post it. So it was a little late. Um, this episode might actually be on time, but it, you know, it's been a while. Jack, let them know what uh, you've been up to. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was also in, um, Denver, uh, for a couple of days this week, uh, taking in the Rockies versus Cubs series in Coors Field, which was fun. Um, I went to all three games of the series, Monday night, Tuesday night, and Wednesday night. Uh, I just returned uh, yesterday morning, so we're recording on Friday, September 15th. Um, so yeah, I, w- I was there for the first part of the week uh, and got to see some games, which was pretty fun. J- and Jeremy, yeah, you mentioned it's kind of a weird setup for this episode because uh, it was a four-game series versus the Cubs and D-backs or, uh, with those two teams against each other, but we didn't actually go to any, although it, it felt like we did go to go to one together, but we didn't. Yeah, yeah, it was interesting, and also incidentally, we, we just got back from the White Sox game, which I think will be the next episode. But yeah, that's, yeah, for that, sure. That's uh, so save that till episode two twelve, two twelve. But um, but yeah, no, I think we we kind of um knew we would be covering this series, but um didn't know if we'd actually go to any of the games. I, I almost was able to go Friday, but I I had work stuff pop up, so I couldn't do it. Um, but yeah, we graphed. So basically, Jack, you graphed Thursday night. We both graphed uh, Friday and Saturday. Is that right? Yep. yep. Yeah, you were there Saturday, and then I went to the game. Uh, I went to the game Saturday, and I went to the game Sunday, um, and graphed both of those days as well. So, um, although the Sunday was kind of a weird trip as well, so <laughs> we'll get all into it. But um, uh, yeah, Jack, uh, any? Um, yeah. 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 Thing from Denver. Yeah. No. There's, so you know, there was one. I think just to kind of give like the one big the one big highlight uh for me uh was was wednesday it was the uh wednesday afternoon game uh 1 10 p.m start um uh so i i had tried to graph all three games of the series uh, i got there at gates open which is uh two hours beforehand they don't open the concourse till 90 minutes uh before the game so you can get in in the outfield and just kind of hang out out there but you can't get in the concourse till 90 minutes before is which is a weird it's kind of annoying weird. Yeah, it's yeah, the weirdest setup I, I could think of. Yeah, it's it's uh, and it's frustrating too. So what what people do <clears throat> is they kind of just uh, they line up by like the stanchion where they have the uh, concourse closed off, and then like you know once the ushers open open it up, like everybody who's trying to graph just runs down there. Um, I, I had mentioned to you, Jeremy, that I uh, you know I met a couple of graphers who were like Coors Field graphers. 
um, and kind of got to know them over the course of a couple days. And uh, it, it does get annoying to, like, watch these people here every day. And, like, when the ushers open it up, uh, open up the concourse, they run right right down there. You know, they're, they're running. They're adult men who are just, like, running down to get these autographs. Um, and it's just, like, it's, it's, it's a bad look. You know, you look like a loser running down the concourse as a man with, like, you know, a bunch of, bunch of things with you to get autographed. But, uh, hey, I'm trying to do the same thing. So, like, right. I can't really judge these guys. You know, yeah. frustratingly enough, I cannot judge them. Yeah, um, if anyone, and we do the same thing. At, yeah. Yeah. If anyone like, you know, uh, at this point, I feel like you, you all listeners should know this. But like, you know, we're there's there's a constant uh, feeling of inner conflict about all doing all of this because, sure. you know, we, we really lay into some people. And like, I think in some ways we think we're better than them. And I, I do believe in some ways we are. But in some ways, you know someone who doesn't do this at all can look at us and think like, what a bunch of losers. So I, I get that, you know, it's part of the, that's probably something that kept me away from doing this for a large part of my adult life. But, uh, you know, at this point I don't give a shit. <laughs> so yeah, no, I, I, you know, I, I agree. And I'm, I'm the same. Um, and you know, graphing was the same there as it is, as it is here in terms of, you know, it's easy to strike up a conversation with a grapher. Um, you just start talking about the guys you've gotten, the guys you want, and then just like randomly asking them if they've gotten such and such guy, um, etc. So, and then you know you help each other out too. Like they, you know, you give a guy space if he needs a guy, and like you have him already, uh, etc. So same same sort of setup. Um, but here, all the graphing was in the stadium, so you had to go by the nets, um, and you you know you'd go in the area where the nets were um, would come together, and then you could separate them to like pass something through, um, and so people would would congregate in those areas like you know maybe three or four of those down each um each outfield uh, uh way so um anyway uh on the wednesday game uh i was down there um and i, I got a few autographs called Bra- brad boxberger over which was cool called jose quas over jeremy you gave me a custom-made card to get signed i got it uh so mission accomplished there um which was nice um patrick wisdom the team did not take batting practice because it was a day game after a night game, but there were still some guys, uh, you know, taking infield and stuff. Um, Patrick Wisdom was was one of those guys, and so um, taking infield uh, so at first base or third base. He was taking it at third base. Uh, okay. He played first base on Monday night. Uh, he started at third base on Wednesday because the Rockies started a, another lefty, um, Ty Block. Uh, so yeah, Wisdom started at third, but was quickly replaced when the once the Rockies got a right-handed uh, uh, pitcher in there. And also, it's like, yeah, David Ross, you can't let Wisdom take one at bat versus a righty. Like, you're going to just completely kill the guy's confidence by pinch hitting him. Like, yeah. he, he, he doesn't face righties. Just doesn't face righties anymore. No. But um, whatever. Uh, <clears throat> I digress. Uh, so, yeah, Wisdom and uh, Miles Mastroboni were out there. And um, uh, there was a, a lady next, uh, she, you know, I was at one of the uh, uh, net things. And then she was at the one to my left, so like more towards the warning track. And uh, she she called Mastroboni over, and Mastroboni like nodded at her, and like you know he went he kept kept like playing catch with you know somebody. And I needed I need Mastroboni, so I kind of I kind of gravitated over towards her a little bit. And then she said to me, she's like, yeah, I, I called him over. Uh, he, you know, he'll usually come over. And I, I said, yeah, you know, uh, I, I saw I saw he acknowledged you, and like I need him. Um, and she was, uh, you know, she was probably in her fifties. Uh, she, she was nice and she was there with her husband. Um, and so anyway, like I was just kind of standing, uh, around them and there were a couple other Cubs fans there 
And then so Wisdom kind of comes by, and she's got her ball, and she sort of, like, separates the, the nets and, like, uh, holds her hand through them, and she has the ball, and she's holding it up, and she yells at Wisdom. She's like, Patrick, Patrick, and, you know, not in an annoying way. And he, he actually he came over, and I had tried to call Wisdom over a little bit before that, and me and a couple other guys, and he didn't come, but he came over for this lady. And so it's kind of the dentist theory of, like, you know, my wife, my wife's coming tomorrow. They'll sign for her. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I just, you know, I just got the vibe that, like, he wouldn't have come over for me, but he did come over for her. And then, um, you know, she signed for him. And then, uh, or I mean, he signed for her. And then um, uh, he signed for me, too. And she actually held the net open for me so I could easily pass my card through, which was nice of her. Um, and whatever. He signed for a bunch of other people. And I hadn't gotten wisdom yet, and I needed him. So, uh, you know, I, I thanked her. I was like, hey, you know, thanks for calling wisdom over here. Um, I didn't tell her this, but I was like, yeah, my grapher's instinct told me that he probably wasn't going to come over for me. So I did, I did thank her for that. It was cool. Um, and so from there, like, you know, I just started talking to her and her, her husband. Um, you know, we were just chatting about uh, different stuff, and I told them I was from Chicago. And they were actually from Albuquerque, which is oh. funny because you were, you were just there. Yeah, interesting. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and then they told me that they went to Chicago uh, over the, uh, over this summer and they went to the Red Sox series and I was like, oh yeah, yeah, cool. I remember that series. They're like, yeah, yeah, we stayed, uh, you know, we, we got an Airbnb right in Wrigleyville and I was like, oh yeah, uh, you know, I live right around there and they're like, yeah, that's, that's the place to be. And then like, they were telling me they went to Murphy's and at one point the husband was like, yeah, yeah, Chicago was, uh, was surprisingly nice. You know, it's not at all like you hear on TV and, uh, you know, I'm not going to say I was expecting to hear that comment, but I wasn't surprised when I, uh, you know, when I heard it. For those of you who don't live in Chicago, um, that's a very common thing to, to hear. Uh, apparently, like, if you live outside of Chicago, people think it's like it's like uh, Detroit and Robocop or something. Like, yeah. it's just like a, 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 a wasteland of, of crime. But uh, anyhow, and they're like, yeah, well, we didn't go any, any further south than Navy Pier. So it's like, you know, they didn't exactly get the full Chicago experience. But they, they, that being said, they were nice people. Um, so whatever, uh, the players, uh, they all go in, all the bullpen guys go in and then there's just that kind of dead period where there's nobody on the field. Um, and then, uh, about 30 minutes before game time, you know, Miguel Amaya and, uh, Jamison Tyone and like the pitching stat, like, you know, uh, guys kind of start going out to the bullpen to prepare for the game. Tyone was that day's starter and so was Amaya. Um, and you know, Craig Driver comes out and, uh, you know, I, I say, I was like, oh, that's Craig Driver, whatever. And then, uh, you know, Hadavi comes out and people kind of call for him. And then one other coach comes out. I, I made, It was the bullpen coach, Chris Young. So anyway, like they're all out there and then maybe 10 more minutes pass. And at this point, like a, like like three or four middle school boys uh, had come over as well and were like trying to call the players over. Um, they were right by us. And so uh, the lady asks, she's like, who was that coach that came out? And I was like, I was like, oh, Hadavi? And she's like, no, no, not him. The other, the other guy, the one that came out before him. And I was like, uh, Craig Driver. It was, it was Craig Driver. And her and her husband were like, oh, what, is, what does he do? What, is, what does he do? And, and folks, like Craig Driver, he, he, we recently talked about this, but he was demoted as their hitting coach like a year or two ago. And he now has this completely forgettable title as like, you know, the administrative assistant to the associate uh, like pitching coach or something like that. Like it's just this completely ridiculous um, title, and it seems like David Ross was just too nice to like fire him, so he gave him a different a different job. But uh, anyway, I was like, yeah, he's uh, he's just some kind of coach. I'm not really sure what his title is. And one of the one of the middle school boys goes, 
he's their hitting coach. And the, 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 the guy, the husband goes, oh, yeah, 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 he is their hitting coach. And I was like, what do you, what do you mean, oh, yeah? 15 seconds ago, you didn't know who the fuck this guy was. Now you're, like, agreeing with this kid that said that he's their hitting coach? But I, I couldn't right. say anything. And so it's like it kind of ruined my credibility a little bit. Um, and, like, I, you know, the, the people didn't see this, but, like, I made a face and was like, you know, was like, no, no, he's not their hitting coach. But I didn't, I didn't say anything. And like, if I would have pressed the issue and been like, "No, kid, like he's not the he's not their uh, their hitting coach. Like Dustin Kelly is their hitting coach." It's like I look like a petty asshole for like kind of kind of harping on this. Mm-hmm. But I almost wanted to like go up to those kids and be like, "Hey, which one of you said Craig Driver was their hitting coach?" And like have the Cubs like coaching staff pulled up on my phone. Yeah. And be like, here, C- Craig Driver is is like this position. He's not their hitting coach. Dustin Kelly is their hitting coach. So like, hey, I'll admit that I'm wrong. But I don't like to be corrected on something I'm not wrong about. So, uh, so yeah, there you go. Like fucking Craig Driver, man. Like you know, he comes back to haunt me again. So uh, anyway, that was that, and I went to my seat like you know five minutes after that. But that was the that was the most rain delay theater moment of the whole trip. That's that's awesome. Two, two funny things about that, Jack. Number one, um, just to preview the this uh, Twins White Sox episode that's coming up. There was a almost identical thing that happened. Um, right behind us, um, with a guy, and mm-hmm. he was—he did not take the higher road. Um, so um, <laughs> we'll we'll talk about that in the next episode. But um, but the other thing, Jack, is I I did because we yeah we had that conversation during this D back series because we oddly saw Craig Driver like three times during this oh, series yeah. after have never seeing him prior to to yes to to this series. So I think it was a situation of maybe we just. I finally recognized him and then like sure. we just kept seeing him and we probably saw him a bunch of times earlier in the season, but just didn't make him. But it, Jeremy, it's, it's like learning a new word and then hearing it three times in the next week. Yeah. You know? 100%. My friend, Nick, uh, he, he discovered that concept. Like maybe, um, when we were like 12 and 14 years old or something mm-hmm. and he called it the Nick Agrius theorem, mm. <laughs> like the Pythagoras theorem or sure, Pythagorean yeah. theorem. Oh. Nice. Um, he called it the Nagagrius theorem, and like it was true though, like because it blew our mind. Because once you heard about something, like or learned something, you saw it, you know, the next day. Oh yeah. And whatever. So it's a crazy phenomenon. But anyway, we were discussing, like, yeah, wasn't he? Wasn't Craig Driver demoted or whatever? And like, I looked mm-hmm. it up, and he actually was never the hitting coach. Um, okay. So he, he, I think they hired him to be like. I think he was maybe the first base coach and they demoted him or something. So I don't okay. I don't think he was actually the hitting coach, but see now I'm even forgetting. I mean, sorry Craig Driver, you're maybe not the most remember memorable guy, you know, sure. on the coaching staff, but um da, 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 da. yeah, he Driver was hired by the Cubs as their first base and catching coach prior to the 2020 season. So he was he wasn't the hitting coach, he was the first base coach and I would still say he was demoted cuz now he's sure. the game strategy catching coach. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so yeah, I actually that's it because when they hired when Napoli retired and they hired him, um, I think then he got demoted. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, yeah. So whatever. So he was. Um, yeah, he was still demoted. So that's that's a thing. But anyway, um, it's so, funny yeah. that he was never he was never their hitting coach though. Right. Like this, so those... this this kid was like, oh, he's their hitting coach. No, he was never their hitting coach. Yeah. Right. Right. That that 
further supports the you know uh, a, a reason to be angry at these fucking kids. So these snot nosed little punks. But yeah. Um. But yeah. So anyway. Um. Yeah. It's uh, that's that's pretty ridiculous. And like. Um. Yeah. You know what I would do is I wouldn't like I wouldn't correct them, but I would be saying I would like be taught. I would say something like I would like be praying to God that Dustin Kelly came out, and then I'd be like, <laughs> oh, that's Dustin Kelly, the hitting coach. And yeah. then and then say like yeah yeah Craig Driver isn't the hitting coach this is the hitting coach you know then That's, you could say that, it. that would have been the move. That's um, like the artistic do, way to do, to do it all <laughs> to say fuck you basically yeah. What is what is the name for that phenomenon where people think something is one thing but it was at, it, like the whole time it was actually <laughs> yeah, yeah, the man, do you know the what, do you know what I'm talking about the Mandela yeah, effect. Uh, the yeah the Mandela effect yeah it's like that the uh, Craig Driver once being the Cubs hitting coach is like that's like a Mandela effect thing yeah, you know yeah when when the Mandela effect happens in the context of baseball it should be called the Craig Driver effect <laughs> <laughs> there we go I've been wanting to do new baseball vocabulary episode maybe we'll do that in the off season but uh, yeah. that the the Driver effect or something or the Craig Driver effect like that's that's yeah. it. We got to remember that one. That's good. Yeah, 100%. Um, um, that, yeah, that happens a lot in Immaculate Grid, actually, the Craig Driver. Yeah, yeah. You think a guy played for a team, but he never did. He was yeah. only ever in the minors with them or Ex- something. Exactly. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah, yeah. That's that's good stuff. Um, okay, well, that's uh, – yeah, so that's that. Um, but we have, we have a lot to cover from this series, too. It's a lot of the usual suspects, too, yep, um, yep. which makes it fun. Uh, <laughs> I was there on – Thursday, Jeremy, you uh, you couldn't make it on Thursday, right at all. It was my wedding anniversary, so no, I could ah, not make it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Well, that, actually, that's uh, that's funny then because that, that that ties into something that kind of has to do with Thursday night. Yeah. Um. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, so you know, anyway, that's right. Uh. So yeah, Thursday night. Uh. I, I graph and and Chris was there and uh. Freaking, you know, of course, Dennis is there too. Um. And I had gone to the game on Thursday, and I think Dennis was already there, and so was Chris when I got there. And so, um, you know, we're waiting for the Diamondbacks to come out, and this guy, this guy comes up next to me. He's on my bad, my bad ear side, so I kind of didn't see him at first. Uh, he was about my age, and he's like, "Hey, hey, like, what's going on over here?" And I was like, "Oh, you know, we're just waiting for the players to come out." I don't even know if this guy went to the game. It seemed like he was just a random guy. And he's like, "Oh, your players, huh?" And he saw my cards, and he's like wow, what, what cards do you have there? And I was just like, oh, you know, just some of the guys on the team, like, just trying to get them signed, whatever. Like, the guy's just asking the usual questions that people ask when they come up. And he's like, wow, wow, that's that's really cool. And then I was like, yeah, yeah, man. And, like, you know, maybe 30 more seconds passed, and he said, well, I'm going to go get a sandwich. And then he, like, <laughs> left. <laughs> I was just like, okay, cool. And he never, he never came back. And I don't think he was drunk or anything. It was just very, uh, it was it was weird. Awesome. Um, so yeah, so uh, Dennis, uh, Dennis was there. Um, me and uh, our friend Chris, uh, you know, we were there. We were chatting. Dennis was. Dennis had the catbird seat. He'd been there for a while. I don't think he went to the game. But um, uh, so you know, some players come out uh, that night. I, I got uh, Gabby Moreno, which was pretty cool. Uh, Christian Walker signed. But uh, anyway, this this uh, this big guy comes out, and I'm glad I was able to point this guy out to you, Jeremy. Um, oh yeah. He, uh, you know, I not to sound mean, but like he was just like a big a big tall like fat guy, a big bald fat guy. Um, he seemed like maybe he was a, a front office guy or like an analytics guy or something like that. But he was also like in his fifties, and so this guy comes out. And Dennis yells at him, and Dennis completely sells out. He goes, Mr. Fatters! Mr. Fetters, can you sign one? 
And this this guy who clearly was not Mike Fetters Ugh. just looks at him, like gives him an angry look and just goes on the bus. <laughs> and then and then Dennis has this surprised look on his face and I was like, That wasn't Mike Fetters. Like I said it to him. Um and and then Fetters came out like thirty seconds later and then I you know I called <laughs> I called for him. So yeah, man, he Dennis sold out for him. It was it was pretty embarrassing, especially can, like Dennis has I think tried to get Fetters before. Like he knows what he looks like. So yeah. So there so there was that. Um, Did he say Alec anything Tom- to you? Like because he Dennis seems like the kind of guy to be like, why the fuck didn't you tell me then? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, man, I didn't have a chance. I was like, you know, oh, because he sudden, came out right after. Guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, or, and like, yeah. oh my god, but like. It, yeah, it was just the whole thing was ridiculous. I didn't know Dennis was going to call for that guy, man. It looked, you know, you saw him. He looked nothing like Mike Fetters. Yeah, right. It was just, you know, it was just a, it, like if you put like five guys in a lineup, like, you know, maybe you would you would put that guy in the same lineup as Mike Fetters. But uh, no, no, it was uh, it was ridiculous. So so anyway, uh, that happened. And then Alec Thomas comes out. And, you know, Thomas, it seems, is a pretty good signer because we both got him. It seems like he'll sign for anybody who asks. So, uh, so Dennis had like fucking six cards of Alec Thomas yeah. and Thomas, Thomas racked for him. Like he signed every single one of the cards. Um, I don't know if then, we've, uh, I don't know if we've said to the audience what racked means, but. Oh, sure. Yeah. So racked means when like, you know, you have like a whole page of one, of cards for a guy and yeah. the guy signs every single card, you know, a guy signs five, six, seven cards. Whereas yeah. when a guy is one per um he'll that, that is what it is he'll sign one per but um well, if yeah, you in the recall case if you recall back to the uh 2018 uh season when we went to the beloit snappers and we saw the autograph freaks getting mm-hmm. like eight cards and like two-sided pages eight cards each and then like a fucking eight by ten and like a 16 by 420 like poster like yep. th- that those kids were racking but we, yes. we called it being an autograph freak at that time and typically people rack with the intention of selling like most of them, I would assume. Yeah, it seems like um, it. Yeah, and I, I'm kind of confused. Like, I don't think Dennis sells, but like, I also don't know why he's getting six Alec Thomas autographs. But, right. Uh, you know, I, regard- I did, yeah. I, I did talk to one person in South Bend that says like that they like, they not take consi- Well, some people take consignments and actually like, mm-hmm. you know, will like charge someone up front and then like get a guy for them. Um, some people sure. like trade, like, Hey, you, I'll give you, I'll give, I'll give you like my Alec Thomas. You give me like a Patrick wisdom and we'll each get the, the one sign, you know? So people, sure. I've heard people say that at least, you know, I'm sure about it's only true maybe like half of the time and half the time they're just lying so they can have an excuse to get eight fucking autographs. But yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. That, that makes sense. Cause yeah, Dennis did seem like he, he said that he didn't sell, but, um, regardless, uh, Thomas, you know, Thomas racked for him. So Thomas gets on the bus, and, you know, a few minutes pass, and I, I look at Dennis, and I said, hey, man, Thomas hooked it up for you, and he uh, he looks at me, and he gives me the Dennis look, and I, we, I wish we could take a picture for the Instagram of, of him giving this look, but yeah. the Dennis look, the Dennis look shouldn't be, shouldn't be called a look, because it is literally, if you could picture someone with no expression at all on their face, that's, that's the Dennis mm-hmm. look, and he, he looks at me, and he goes, I know, <laughs> and then... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh and then and then he says uh he says he says yeah i tried to get him last year when he was with the white Sox, but he didn't sign that was my wife's birthday weekend this year <laughs> and then he goes this year it was the a's um and i, I say to him 
I, I said, uh, I said, uh, um, he, and then, and no, then he followed that up with, he goes, none of them fucking signed on Saturday. And I go, uh, I go, oh man, I didn't, I didn't go there on, on Saturday. I went on Thursday and he goes, Thursday was good. Um, so I, I like that. I like that. He definitely went to multiple games in the A's series to get, to get like A's players on his wife's birthday weekend. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I'm not gonna, you know, claim to be some like, uh, you know, uh, relationship, uh, doctor, but like maybe his wife one year would like to do something besides like go to the White Sox game to watch Dennis Graf on her birthday. But, <laughs> right. Um, or, or, or at the very least, like be like autograph bait. Like he it seems like right. he puts her out there so that, like she can get the autographs <laughs> that he can't get. So it's like, thanks a lot, honey. <laughs> Happy birthday. You just got me. Oh, Thomas. <laughs> Oh man. So yeah, so that was that was that. Also classic Dennis too. It's like guys sign for him on Thursday, but they don't on Saturday and he he's more ready to complain about the Saturday thing than actually getting guys the day before. Right. Uh that actually right. well, that'll actually come up multiple times in this episode. But um <laughs> multiple times. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Um, um hey, real quick, yeah. if we can just pause to talk about Dennis. You have some you more have uh, more Dennis stuff, yeah? There there's a couple more things here, yeah. Okay, okay real ahead. quick like so God, Jack, in this, I mean, we might not see the fucker again, like, the, for the rest of the season, but, like, right. if we see him again, we got to try to get a picture of him. Like, we got to sneak yes. a picture. Because yeah. we owe yeah, it yeah. to the we owe it to the listeners. Like, the listeners <laughs> want to hear that, like, see what Dennis looks like. I'm I'm just, I'm looking right now, like, John, uh, I mean, so, uh, Jack, I think, I, I feel like he looks like a combination. He's in the ballpark of, of, of Hector Elizondo. Um, sure. The, the actor yeah. Hector Elizondo and yeah. also John Ashton. Okay, I got to look John Ashton up. I know, I know Hector Elizondo. Yeah, John Ashton is in the Beverly Hills Cop movies. He's in Midnight Run. Um, okay. Like he looks more oh, like yeah. Hector Elizondo though, but like a combination of the yeah. two, I would say. Sure, sure. People um, like. Oh yeah, I yeah. I had to Google John Ashton because you know who he is, you just don't know his name. I didn't know yep. his name. I, I, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, you know, I feel like Hector Elizondo would play him in a, in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> Dennis story. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. Um, <laughs> if there was a movie about Dennis, they might have yeah, to do that right. with the writer's strike, but, um, but yeah, so, uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So Hector Elizondo is probably number one, but there's a little bit of John Ashton in there, even a little like Dennis Franz because he has like, Dennis, uh, Dennis has a Chicago accent, which I'll try to replicate a little later as well. But you're like, you're like, kind of like bashful. Like I know, <laughs> like it's yeah. just, it's too funny, man. Yeah, no, it's it's it totally. Um, but you're right. Uh, our, you know, our listeners deserve a picture, and like when you see him, you will not be disappointed. Um, no, I no. think he's exactly what we've what we've described. Um, so yeah. Anyway, uh, the the D-backs bus wrapped up, so we went over by the Cubs and. Uh, they they closed the Cubs down like pretty early. I mean the D backs were pretty early uh, out, but still like the Cubs the Cubs uh, bullpen area where you wait was already closed when we got there. And so you know Chris and I were just like yeah it seems like that's been happening a lot lately. Um, and so a couple minutes later Dennis walks up to us and uh, you know he's like he's like hey what's what's going on here? And we told him it was closed. And you know Chris was like yeah it's it's been happening a lot lately. And and Dennis goes. Yeah, they're doing it because of the regular fans. It ain't the graffers. Um, and so, so you know, we were standing by the fire station on the other side of the street because they wouldn't, they wouldn't let us stand over, over by the parking lot. 
And so, uh, so Dennis, like, he gestures to the other side of the street, the parking lot, and he goes, well, can we at least stand there? And then I, I was like, nah, man, like, they're going to they're gonna kick us out. And so he, like, he scoffs, and he goes up to one of the security guards, says a few words to them, and then just turns on his heel and, and walks down, uh, walks down Waveland, like, like uh, west. So he just leaves, <laughs> doesn't say goodbye to anybody, just, like, goes. The moment he knows that he can't get any more autographs, like, he's just, he's out. Yeah. There's no... Uh, no formalities. And it's like, if it had been like, you know, me and Chris and the same thing had happened, I would have at least said bye to Chris. I wouldn't have just left. It's yeah, like, right, right. we'd been, you know, we had been like hanging out with Dennis for the last hour and a half. He could have at least just like given a wave. Um, yeah. But no, the, he just, uh, he just sulked away. So, uh, so that was funny. And then, um, you know, once he was gone and Chris, Chris kind of left too. And I was like, you know, I, I think I'm going to leave. But that there was this big guy, Jeremy. He looked kind of like Kane, J- uh, Glenn Jacobs, the wrestler, without uh-huh. his mask. Uh-huh. Um, you know which guy I'm talking about. Well, because we saw was, him late. We saw him on Saturday or something. It was Saturday. He was hovering by us like he was in our group. Um, yeah. Kind of a weird, a weird guy. And like a couple Cubs players came out, and like he would go across the street, but he wouldn't call for them, and then he would come back. Sure. Uh, so this yeah, was Thursday night. And he, yeah. And so, had you ever seen that guy before? I. Not that I could recall. Chris said that he okay. had seen him before, but maybe he okay. just meant from Thursday. But but he was gone already by this point. Like, was he there when Chris was still there? Uh, yeah, he he was there the whole time. Um, okay, so maybe Chris so, meant Thursday that he had seen. Because Chris said he I I see I've seen this guy before, but yep. maybe he just meant then. And I I thought he meant earlier in the season. But yeah, yeah, that was uh yeah because I, I feel like I hadn't seen him. But but anyway um. He, uh, you know, so the one of the last guys out is Danny Hudson, and so once again, like this guy goes goes up like to the where the bullpens are, doesn't call for Danny Hudson. Danny Hudson walks in and then goes back, and then so like it's just the two of us, and I'm like, that was Danny Hudson, and he goes, I know, and then I, I was like, okay, you know, you didn't, and then like you know, I, I left, but it's like. That guy didn't fucking know that was Danny Holson. Maybe he, maybe he did. I don't know. Maybe I didn't so, need to say anything. So was but, this guy too shy to actually call for them, but he walked up to him? I don't know what his deal was. Like, he yeah. would walk up, he wouldn't call, and then he would walk back. And I actually <laughs> didn't see him call for anybody on, uh, you know, the, on Saturday or whatever either when, right. we, when we went. Um, no. he, when I, yeah, when I went on Sunday, he was there too. So I don't know what this guy's deal is. No, um, I can. I'll mention him when I when I when I have a thing. Uh, I have a thing for um, f- Saturday, I guess. But yeah, for sure. Um, but no, that's weird. Uh, hey, Jack, real quick, we should say um, like you're you're calling it the bullpen. Like it. Yeah. It's you know we've also called it the corral, like the kids' corral. The corral. The, yeah, it's the, probably a better a better word for it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want people to think it's like the like you know where the bullpen is in the stadium yeah it's it's, <laughs> sure. it's you know if there wasn't a thing if we weren't at a baseball game i think bullpen would be a fine term but um but yeah that is weird um now i'm trying to remember what day i saw him I, it it was saturday i believe um but we'll get to that when we get to saturday but what, does that wrap it up for thursday yeah it, it does and then i went home so yeah that wrapped it up okay um and then so friday so I went to the game on Friday as well, Jeremy. You didn't make it to that one. I got there at Gates for Friday. Um, I got uh, I got Mike Fetters, surprisingly. So Mike Fetters is tough. Um, he's got he's got a reputation as being so. Uh, but he was hanging out with some pitchers in the outfield, and they were just kind of playing catch, whatever. And then everybody starts to come in, and so Fetters um, Fetters is like coming in. He's I'm in a good spot to call for him. I call for him, and I say, Hey, Mike, do you have time for one? And he looks at me and he goes, 
no, no. And then, but he keeps walking toward me, and I and he keeps saying no. And I, I was like, oh well, I'm sorry, man. Like I didn't know what to say. I felt kind of stupid because usually a guy doesn't say like doesn't look at you and say no. Yeah. Um, you Unless know, you're Nick so, Lodolo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. But I was like, man, like, wow, he's really rejecting me. But he and then he like laughed like it was a joke. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, he's going he's gonna to sign for me. And that's definitely baseball humor, too. That's like Jock Peterson hiding in a parking lot and beeping at people to scare them. You know, it's like <laughs> yeah. it's like the lowest, like the lowest form of, of humor. But anyway, so he comes over and he, he signs. And I was really excited to get him because he, uh, he was the first closer for the Brewers that I remember. And so I, was, I said to him, I, I gave him the card and the pen, and I'm like, you know, I was, I'm like man, you were, the, uh, you were the Brewers closer when I was a kid. And he, and he goes, uh, he's like, he goes, do you, do you want me to sign a card or do you want to make me feel old? And I, you know, I was like, I, and then he goes, I am old. And then uh, he, he signs the card and he gives it back to me. And I was like, hey, thanks, Mike. It, it means a lot. And he goes, enjoy the game. And then like he walks, he walks in the dugout. And it was, it was weird to, it was weird to hear a player or a coach say, enjoy the game. Um, you know, sometimes like the vending stand, people will say that to you when you buy something or like, you know, they'll say that to you when they scan their ticket. But yeah, it was just weird to hear that from somebody who was like actually on the team. So weird. Uh, yeah, that was, that was strange. It was strange interaction. That was what he sounded like too. I you know, that, that, that's the best impression I could do. Also got Luis Frias inside, which was, uh, which was nice. So, you know, and then I, I saw the game and then I, I met up with you guys uh, afterwards. And so I think that's kind of where we, where we are now. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, Jack. I um, I wonder if that that experience um kind of softened him up a little bit, at least for inside the stadium. Sure. Um, I'll I'll get to that later. Um, in my my experiences, but um, but yeah. So yeah, Jack. Uh, I had gotten out there early. Um, Chris was out there, and then and and Dennis was out there. Um, mm-hmm. when I showed up, I got there like first out of the three of us. Um. Dennis was already out there with a little buddy of his. I don't know who this guy was, but I've seen that. I've seen that guy before. He's like the, um, you know, he's, is he the shorter, like Asian man? He's not Asian. He was like Latino or something. Oh, was he, was he Latino? Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. I'm, I'm pretty um, sure. Uh, yeah. But he was like a younger guy. He was like, he was, looked like he was oh, in his twenties or oh, something. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm no, you know what? The guy I'm talking about was there on Thursday night. Um, yeah. You've definitely seen. You've definitely I, seen this guy. I know. Yeah, you know, I think I. I think I know who you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. Now. Yeah. See. Now I'm conflating nights. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You're right. No. I think that, that that guy that you're talking about. I've I've met him before, and he'll like acknowledge me. He's he's a nice guy. Yeah. I, I think he might is he he might be in Anthony's crew. I'm not. You know. They might. Mm. I, I'm not sure if they run together, but. Yeah. Um, could be. I've definitely seen that guy because I the <laughs> when I when I did the Braves. Uh, that guy was with like the older guy who's Anthony's buddy that we were talking about earlier. Oh, okay. Um, so I think they may all know each other. Anyway, okay. yeah. So Dennis and that guy were were out there together. Yeah, they, they were there. They were talking like they knew each other, and he was he mm-hmm. almost seemed friendly to this guy. So sure, maybe he's he's known him a little longer than us. But um, mm-hmm. but they were out there. They were in the catbird seat, and so I had to kind of like squeeze in next to them. And uh, mm-hmm. I actually think one of the first things that Dennis said to me is like, "Hey, where's your buddy?" Uh, oh yeah. And, uh, yeah, and I'm like, oh, he's inside. He'll be out here in a minute. Um, but um, then Chris showed up, and then I think I told you, I'm like, it's getting, it's getting packed out here, man. Um, yeah. And so you did, you did hurry up um, and get out there. I think a result of it being getting a little crowded out there was that you were right up against 
the um the 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 wall of the stadium yep. which is uh you know a wrought iron gate kind of thing yep. and um we were kind of doing that triumvirate that triangle thing again like we had to do for the royals so mm-hmm. you were a little bit back but your back was <clears throat> or like not your back but i guess your left side was to the to the wall of Wrigley and you know, so we're outside, but inside there's a you know just droves and droves of people leaving the stadium. Basically, um, what somehow sometimes happens inside <clears throat> is that families will kind of gather in that area. If you recall, um, Jacob Stallings' family, the fucking kid was hitting fucking fungos, uh, you know, out <laughs> into the concourse and like almost hitting little babies in the fucking soft spot. So, yes. you know, sometimes that happens in there as well. But um, there was this guy who was inside the stadium and like. He was just like a fucking like Cubs rat, like kind of similar to the people who got the Hermosillo autograph. Like they just like they're just like these like Cubs fans, but they're just like these they're they almost like seem like White Sox fans, like masquerading as Cubs fans. But they sure they're kind of like ratty people a little bit. And like this guy was like on the other side, just right on the other side of the fence. And it's it's a it's a gate. So like there's just like bars. So you're you're pretty close to the people. And he also had a helmet nacho. Um, oddly enough, like he had like a half eaten helmet nacho in his hand, Yes. but he just started talking to you, Jack. And he was like, Hey man, what do you got cards there? Oh man. He's like, I got cards too, man. Like, man, you want, you, you want my cards, man? He's like, man, I'll give them to you for, 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 for nothing, man. I'll give them to you for nothing. <laughs> and I mean, you know, you might be better equipped to tell your side of the story, but what, what, what was like going on for you while this? So I, I couldn't, I, I couldn't understand what the guy was saying, and like yeah. also Chris, who was right there, was like, yeah, I couldn't understand like a word that guy was saying. Yeah. But yeah, the gist of it seemed to be that he was telling me that he had a bunch of cards that he would sell me for really cheap. Um, yeah, he and, said he said like I'll give them you for nothing, man. But like, yeah. But that phrase translated to i'll sell them to you for cheap but yes it also but literally it's it means like i'll give them to you yes but um, but one thing was that you never showed any interest in this guy whatsoever nor did no. like it's not like he said i have cards and you're like oh really what kind of cards i, I don't know i'm all ears let me you know please enlighten me about your cards like you yeah. were just like oh mm, ah, yeah yeah mm-hmm and like this guy's no man, I'll give him to you for basically nothing, man. And uh, and and yeah, so go ahead, go ahead. No, that that was exactly what it is. I was giving him monosyllabic like one word answers to everything he was saying. Um, and then at, at what to start oh, off the conversation? Yeah, yeah. Okay, he asked me what I was doing, and I yes. told him what I was doing. And then he he kept talking to me. It's yes. like you asked me, I told you. Now I'm gonna do the thing, and you're still gonna like distract me, and then and then get kind of upset with me when I don't engage with you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like eventually just after enough ignoring him, he just went away. But, well, uh, he, he was say, like, he, yeah. Cause right. Okay. So I forgot about that part. So th- that was the first thing. Yeah. What are you doing? He said, we're trying to get autographs. And he's like, Oh man, like cards, you know, got cards. I'll sell you cards, whatever. And then, and then you're like, uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, and I think he was trying to talk to me too, but I just wouldn't even look at him. Sure. Um, and then he was like, did you hear what I said, man? And like, and you're like, huh? Like what? And then he's like, Man, so what? You're not interested, man. <laughs> He's like, so you don't. So what? You don't want my cards? And like, you were, you know, whatever. You're like, nah, you know, sorry, man, whatever. And like, like yeah. man, come on, man. You don't even want them. Like, you're not gonna say anything. Like, I know you can hear me. Like, he was saying, he was like going on like that. And then yeah, and it was like, it almost seemed like it was like, 
hostile and he's yes. just on the other side of this gate i'm not even yeah. sure if he realized he could walk out and, and go over there but like i did think like he was going to leave some point and then come up to you but he's like man you yeah. ignoring me like you know you're not interested whatever and like then he did eventually like disappear thankfully but like yeah we were just like what what was that guy's problem like what did he want like did he want to uh, sell you the cards did he want like what the fuck did this guy want and like he was just I bothering don't... you he was. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm surprised he didn't come over to us. Yeah, um, I thought he was for a minute. I was kind of like keeping my head on a swivel a little bit. No, it was it was a lot. Um, and it would be funny if he had like the Honus Wagner T1000 or whatever in his <laughs> yeah, collection. Right. And it's like, I could have gotten it for nothing. But, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, man, I don't like this card. It's too small, man. It's like, you know, just <laughs> take it, man. I'll give it to you for nothing, man. <laughs> yeah, so it was... Uh, it was bad, and you know, I, I, whenever you're over by that bus, man, and someone asks you what you're doing, you always want to be very careful about how you phrase it, because if you, you know, the yeah. second you say autograph, there's a good chance that person's going to stick around. So, yes, exactly. Um, I don't know. It's always a tenuous situation. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I didn't have a great spot, so yeah, we were doing that triumvirate uh, thing. We were in a triangle um, where, like, you know, two guys could get the autograph first, and then the third guy could kind of could kind of step up and get it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Dennis was there, and uh, you know, he he was in kind of peak form again. He was being he was being pretty funny. He was, and I got to like you know get some some quality FaceTime with Dennis um, even before you showed up, Jack. Um, yeah. So one of the things like. So uh, when I was in uh, Albuquerque, I bought a Albuquerque Isotopes hat. I went to a game there, and I, I bought a hat, and I've been wearing it recently. I wore it tonight to the White Sox game. And um, I, I wasn't even, like, thinking about this, but it kind of looks like an, an, a Diamondbacks hat from, from far sure. away. It says Isotopes on the back, so whatever. Um, but, like, it kind of looks like the A. It's an A on there that looks like an Adam. Um, but uh, it, it, from far away, it could be mistaken for a Diamondbacks hat. So I wore it. And uh, so Dennis, like... I, I show up and Dennis and Dennis is dressed in all fucking Diamondbacks gear, of course. <laughs> and uh, he and we start talking. He's like, "What is that isotopes?" And I go, like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And he's like, "I only get a hat if I've been there." And, uh, and I'm like, "Okay." Like, and and he's like, N- "Never once asking me if I had gone to the game sure. or gone, yeah. yeah, gone there." And he's like, "Yeah, I went to uh, you know, I was in uh, I've been uh, I've been Oklahoma, I've been uh." uh you know, Charlotte, I've been to wherever. And he lists all these teams and he's like, yeah, and I got the hat from each place, you know? And, yeah. um, and I, I thought he was going to say like, he got the diamondback stuff at a diamondbacks game, but he was just listing off these minor league stadiums that he's been at. I'm like, cool, man. Cool. And then I yeah. go, and then I finally go like, yeah, you know, <clears throat> I was in Albuquerque last week or whatever. So I got the hat mm-hmm. and like, you know, nothing. He, he, no response yeah. to that. Oh yeah. Yeah. No. no. Um, it- yeah. Yeah, he, he won't – it's it's very hard to get a reaction out of Dennis yeah. uh, for anything. Yeah. Um, and I – so I don't know what brought this next thing on. Did, did So were, were you guys talking about, like, the Facebook group, the autograph Facebook no, group? not at all. Not at all. I think – Okay. <clears throat> I think he said, like – he was like, ah, damn. He's like, shit, there's a lot of people here, you know? Uh, something like that. Like, because um, maybe there was more people – because I don't think there were too many people out there Thursday night, right? No, there there really were not. No. Yeah, and so there was more people there Friday. The reason why there was more people there Friday, I think, is just because it was a day game and it was earlier in the day. But mm-hmm. I think I think maybe that's what sparked it. Like he like he noticed that there was like a lot more people out there or something. And then he goes like he just turns to me. He's like, "Do you post?" And uh, mm-hmm. I'm like, "No." And he's like, "Yeah, because some of these fuckers come down here and they post, and I, I hate those fuckers who post." 
and we were, and I, and I still to this moment, Jack, I don't know. I thought he meant, do you sell? Because for some reason, we get this question all the time, like, do you sell? Do you sell? Do you sell? Yep. You know, I don't believe you. Do you sell? But he wasn't even talking about selling. He was talking about posting. So like, I think he was talking about like, do you? post when like like something like oh hey uh you know uh jordan lawler signed last night um so so yeah so basically he told this story he was like yeah you know i was here when the yankees uh was it the yankees or the marlins it was the marlins i think i think, I think it was the marlins yeah yeah he was like i was graphing out here back uh in the when the marlins had uh giancarlo stanton uh and he's like yeah you know he he come over he came over and he signed for all of us he signed a bunch of cards and then the next day, there's 40 motherfuckers out here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he said he, he, that's how he said it, too. He's like, the next day, there were 40 motherfuckers out there. Um, he, was, he was very mad. And, yeah. then I don't, and then I don't know how he got into this, but he was like, yeah, I mean, the, he's like, oh, yeah, the Reds, they, they used to be great because they were here all the time. Mezzarocco, Cozart, Jay Bruce, like... Just naming these guys on the who were on the Reds like ten years ago, just like talk, talking about them as if they were like the twenty-seven Yankees. Um, right. It was it was it was very funny. Like I can only imagine Dennis has a bunch of Mezzarocco autographs. Um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It was just you know it it was funny uh, just just hearing him reminisce about you know this time ten years ago when the Reds were great. Yeah, and it's like those aren't great players. Like no, Jay Bruce no. is maybe like the best is the best out of the bunch, and it's like but it's like. I feel like I could get Devin Mazzarocco now, like if I ran into him at the grocery store, like, or, you know, like, I mean, I don't, I don't know if that was some big get back in, you know, 2011 or something, but like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it was, it was, it was, that was a weird name to start off with. Cause he was, he was even like, he was like, yeah, yeah the Reds were good. You know, they got, they had that guy, uh, uh Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And it's like, who cares, man? Um, so anyway, so. So then guys started coming out, and um, one of the guys, there was a big tall guy that came out. We couldn't make him at first, and then we were like, oh, oh that's Ryan Thompson, Ryan Thompson. So uh, I will say Ryan Thompson is one of the uh, Tampa Bay Five, I think. Uh-huh. Um, is he? Okay. I think he is, yeah, who um, <clears throat> refused to wear uh, the, the Rays Pride uniforms. So, sure. um, you know, uh, good good guy award there. Right. Um, right. He comes out, and um, I think I said it to you. I think I said or like or like Chris maybe made him and I'm like yeah that's Ryan Thompson I'm like I don't have any cards he like he doesn't have any cards and then like I turned to I kind of turned to Dennis and I said like Ryan Thompson and he's like that fucker doesn't have any cards <laughs> almost like it's like you know you're useless to him because you don't have any cards it's like you fucker like you don't have any cards like get out of here you're, you're useless like <laughs> I can't get I can't use you so like yeah he made his his uh, feelings about Ryan Thompson known pretty well. Sure. Um, <clears throat> and then uh, speaking of Dennis's POV, then he was like talking like, cause so, okay. So this was like um, game two of the series <clears throat> Cubs had lost both games and they're like, you know, they're only ahead of the, um, they had just swept the giants. So they built up a nice lead, but they quickly pissed it away by losing the first two games to the uh, diamondbacks. And Dennis was like, you know, I, I don't know if Dennis was trolling or what. And he's like, I hope they sweep this series. Like, I hope the D-backs sweep this series. Like, sure. And, um, and he's like, he's like, his, his rationale was because like, they're, they're a good signing team, but it's like, <laughs> I mean, you know, Dennis, I mean, I, maybe he knows that like, even if the Cubs make the playoffs, the odds of them getting any, like the odds of them 
hosting any home games for the wild card series is pretty slim. But it's like, hey, dude, if they don't make the playoffs, you're, you know, autograph season's over, buddy. I don't know what to tell you. Sure. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, he's like, I hope they sweep this whole fucking series. You know, like just kind of trolling Cubs fans, basically. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I can't remember if this was Thursday or Friday, but uh, I, I think it must have been Friday because someone, someone said to him, it may have been in the same conversation. I don't know if you heard him say this, but someone said, like, yeah, the Diamondbacks t- took the first two games, and he, he looks at him and he goes, they're right in this motherfucker. Um, so, yeah. yeah uh, and, and then with every guy, <clears throat> every Diamondbacks person who came out, he was like, Oh yeah, big win today. Keep it going, baby. Keep you know, keep pushing or keep going, baby. Keep it rolling. Like he kept saying like <laughs> shit like that to them, as if he was on the goddamn team. And um, <clears throat> we did so. You know, we can maybe run down the guys we got. I guess. Um, no, let's let's save that. But I'll just say real quick, just because of that, Tori Lavello did come out at one point, um, and we got Tori Lavello, and he 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 when Dennis got Tori Lavello, he's like, yeah, baby, keep it rolling. You know, something like that. Big win today. And, yeah. um, and Tori's like, yeah, it was, it was big win. Yeah. And like, it's like, I kind of felt Tori Lavello got sucked into Dennis's web of, of like talking like a fellow teammate. Sure. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And it's one of those things too. They, they did this last night. They did this Thursday with a guy and I heard it going on on Friday too, where the players, they, they give the canned response of they're all big now. Yeah. Yeah. Like when someone says big win, I think Paris Chica, I think Dennis said that to Paris Chica and that was what he, what he said. I think so. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so anyway, like announcers, coaches, stuff like that. We really wanted Bob Brenly, who's a, who does color for the, for the D backs. Um, Former he was not color friendly, guy man. for years. Yeah, he was. Yeah. And so we really wanted to talk to him about the Eric Estrada clip, which we've mentioned on here many times. He was in the booth for that with uh Casper, Len Casper. Um, but yeah, every, uh, every single night, Brenly just, uh, raced by, didn't sign anything, barely acknowledged. Um, it was strange. It was unexpected. Yeah, it was very weird. We we were having like fantasies of having like a long conversation with Bob Brenly about right. the Eric Estrada thing, and like we didn't even get we didn't even get his fucking autograph. Um, uh, Dennis did call him over on on Friday, and um, I think we even talked about it. He's like, "Yeah, Brenly don't sign. Like he's tired, and he's tired of signing mm-hmm. or something like that." And he's like, "Hey, Bob, you got time for one?" And Bob goes, Brenly goes like, "Oh, not today." And like just yep. ran on the bus, and it, that was the most we got out of him, uh, yep. maybe the whole weekend. Um, but yeah, it was definitely was unexpected. Um, but uh, but yeah, it was. And uh, yeah, Tom Candiotti, who I guess sometimes does TV stuff or radio stuff for them, um, was not there. And Dennis, uh, you know, Dennis was like, "Oh yeah, the Candy Man, he's nice." Um, <laughs> which which is and and it was this. I had a cool Candiotti card, and I think you did too. And yeah. Um, be like it sounds like he would have signed for us so it was disappointing that he wasn't there but oh well um we did want to get Paris Chica too I actually didn't get him on Thursday because I'd forgotten to bring his card so I had one on Friday really wanted him and we ended up calling him over uh but so, sort of the the number two bus driver he's like a big a big tall uh guy with gray hair um you know he looks like an uh like just a, a high school social studies teacher who's been at the same school for 30 years um uh, he he came over and he started talking. This bus driver started talking to you, Jeremy. Yeah, it's he. So there's the bus driver um, of the Hot Chip Challenge who we we talked in yep. detail last time. He usually drives the first bus, and yes. um, he's always there. Uh, there, um, th- this other guy, like God, he looks like Jerry Royce, uh, the f- old pitcher. But he looks like he just he kind of looks like maybe like an '80s sitcom dad. He's, sure. he's yeah, tall guy, glasses 
like white hair, like gray, like like fully like whitish gray hair. Um, and um, yeah, he comes over and like we, you know, and inevitably someone comes over and is like, oh, you know, who are you getting? Or, you know, you get these guys, whatever. You're like, you getting all these guys, whatever. Like, who who is that? And uh, he, came, he came over and he's like, yeah, who is that guy? And uh, I go like, uh, that's uh, Tony Perez Chica. Um, you know, uh, whatever, he's third base coach, I think, for them. And, yeah. he, and he looks at the card, and so, yeah, his name is Tony Perez Chica. It, it is a an unorthodox name. Like, it's like Tony Perez, but then Chica at the end. Yeah. But it's all one word, Perez Chica. And um, he looks at it, and he's like, oh, wow, per- look at all those letters. He's like, oh, you got a Z in there and a C? It's like, there's too many letters <laughs> in there. What's up with that? What's the deal with that name? Oh, what a name. That's crazy. And then, like, I'm like, what What are you talking about, dude? Like, it's like, yeah, but, yeah, it's it's an unusual name, but, like, settle down, man. Like, you know, <laughs> what, like, what's, what is this a thing to get all, like, worked up about? And, and, like, I don't know if it was his way of trying to be friendly or something, but I was, I was almost, like, offended on Tony Perez Chica's behalf. I'm like, you don't talk to us the whole fucking year or two years and then that's the thing you come over and talk to us about is like oh look at his name there's a z in there there's a, oh there's so many letters what's going on and like i could i didn't know what to say to him and i'm like and he was on his bus i'm like well hey you know you can ask him when you're driving him that uh, was funny yeah and then he kind of didn't really acknowledge he didn't really say anything to that and i think he kind of just like wandered away or whatever but like well, yeah what what happened though to jeremy is that Perez Chica was was coming out and then like the guy was still like talking to you yeah. about stuff and then and then you said all right well we're gonna try to get him now so oh yeah like, yeah yeah so he, the guy kind of just pissed off but like yeah man I I kind of don't think I would want to get that guy's thoughts on other things like if that's what he's gonna say about about Perez Chica like his name so I don't know yeah he yeah. just seemed like kind of a dumbass yeah it was weird it's like what yeah like a simpleton or something like yeah what, like what's the um, I don't know what the point was of any of that. And like, if it was his attempt to try to be friendly, then I, you know, I, I apologize, but it also wasn't a great attempt. And he seems like he's old enough to maybe know, have a better sense of decorum or conversational, uh, normalcy or something. I don't know. <laughs> sure. Didn't he also say to you like, Oh, well, if, if only you had my card, I'd sign it for you. Or yeah. Something like yeah. That. He said one of those things too, which is just like, ah, ha ha. Yeah. You know, great. That if I had a you know if I had a dime for every time someone said that, um, but uh, yeah, so it's you just gotta humor them when they say that stuff. But uh, right. But yeah. Anyway. Um. So so yeah, he kind of just <laughs> pissed off or whatever he said. Um, yeah. Uh. But yeah. So um, uh, we got fetters on the list here, Jack. I don't know. We called for fetters. He didn't. I he yeah. didn't sign. Uh. I try. I was wanting to get him that day. Was there anything else that happened with fetters? No, no, not not that day. No. So okay. you know, we we just didn't we didn't get him that day. Yeah. Or yeah, I didn't. Um. So yeah. so yeah. So that happened. Um. Next up, there was this guy who was there. There was a lot of people there at this bus. Like my my neighbor actually was there. Um. Uh-huh. Guy by the name of Brian, uh, you know, cool guy, baseball fan. Uh, we we recently talked. He's a big Diamondbacks fan. We we talked baseball at length just recently at our uh, at our block party. Um, so I was telling him like that, you know, we graph, and he was he was kind of into it. Um, and um, he uh, Diamondbacks are his favorite team, so he came down and was trying to get. He only brought like three cards. He brought like Corbin Carroll, Alec Thomas, and Jordan Lawler, um, and um, 
but so he was back there too. Where I was trying to like you know like help him get up to the front, but but did, you did know. he end up getting Thomas? He did get Thomas. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Good. Um, and cool. he, he was pretty stoked about that. So that was that was pretty cool. Uh, I'm glad that he was able to get him, especially like with it being his favorite team or whatever. Yeah. Um, I was gonna try to get him like a sec, like try to get a sec, like a Lawler card. If I was able to get Lawler, I was gonna maybe try to get two and throw him one just because I know it's his favorite team. But uh, sure, didn't work out as such. But um, but yeah, he was back there. There was this guy back there who I had met during the Giants series, and he's a peculiar guy. He's a very peculiar guy. Jack, I don't know if you know the actor Joey Slotnick. Uh, I've heard of that guy. Yeah. Yeah. If you want, if you got a minute to Google yep, Joey Slotnick, gonna, yeah. Um, and fa- and fan listeners at home, sure, you can go- okay. Google Joey Slotnick. He's kind of like a long faced kind of guy. Um, he was on Boston Public. Yeah. He was on um, like the single guy, I think, too. Like, sure. On, on Must see TV back in the day. He's just been in a bunch of things. Um, I know him more. Some of these pictures, he has like a beard. I know him more as like clean shaven. But yeah, it kind of looked. This guy kind of looked like him. His name is Norman because he introduced me. Uh, he introduced himself to me during the uh, the Giants series. Um, but uh, he was um, he was there at the bus, and I had just met him, so like we kind of acknowledged each other, and. Um, he was getting autographs. He only gets them like on his scorecard, um, which I guess that's you know I guess maybe everyone starts somewhere. Maybe he just wants them on the scorecard. Um, but I remember him saying something like, "Yeah, I like to get them." And he's got a weird way of talking too. He's like, he does. Yeah, he's like, "Yeah, I like to get them on the scorecard because then I can just frame it, you know, and it's just oh, it looks really nice there on the scorecard. So I like to get them on the scorecard." And um, so so he's there, and um, so. You know, whatever. So guys come over. I, I I ended up getting a lot of the guys that you guys that you got um, Thursday night, Jack. I Chris, we got Alec Thomas, like we said. Um, Christian Walker came over, and I got Christian Walker, um, and that was cool that I was able to get him. But um, this guy, this Norman guy, comes over, and he's like, oh, "Christian, uh, do you need any restaurant tips while you're in town?" Yeah, and uh, I don't know if he was the first. I was he the first guy to ask, or the or did he ask Lavello first? He asked Walker first. Okay, so he goes, um, he goes, yeah, Christian, you need any restaurant tips while you're in town? And Christian Walker goes, what do you got? And yep. uh, and and the guy Norman goes, uh, uh, Tango Sir, and he goes like, what's that? And he's like, Argentinian Steakhouse. And Christian Walker goes like. Mm, yeah good mm, you know <laughs> <laughs> and like i feel like he's just kind of humoring the guy a little he was just bit. being nice yeah he was yeah. being nice yeah and then that was pretty much it like no <laughs> address or no Yeah, because he was like yeah tango sir right here on southport yeah it's like man recommend somewhere downtown dude christian sir uh, christian walker isn't gonna go like to Southport, you know, he, yeah. he might go somewhere by his hotel. He's not making the walk back to Ashland where his car is parked like I do after the no. game. No, yeah. no, exactly. Yeah. And also like, and yeah, and it's like Tango Sir is like, is it Sir like Madame Sir or Madame? Is it Sir? Mm-hmm. Like it's Tango, it's S-U-R, which I think is yeah. like South in Spanish maybe. So sure. it's like, and Tango is, I don't even, I, I don't, it's not Tango like Yola Tango, like, Whatever, it's just it, it's too complicated to just say out loud and be ha, have him be able to find it. So it was just it was convoluted to to begin with. I will say I've been to Tango Sur and I, it is good. We went there for Ben's bachelor party uh, lunch we had there. Um, oh, is is that where is that where uh, uh, Rich tried to order the crab rangoons? 
uh, Rich, we uh, <laughs> I almost didn't. I was gonna go there, and I'm like, man, maybe I won't blow up Rich's spot for this one. But <laughs> no, nah, we, we don't have to tell the whole story. Well, no, I mean, it's fine. We we ordered empanadas for the table, and Rich goes like, oh, what are these <laughs> like crab rangoons? And like we were all like mortified. We were like, what, dude, what, like. And, and also, you don't know what an empanada is? But anyway, whatever. So, yeah, that happened there. So, we listeners know Ben and Rich from past guests, um, as past guests. But, uh, but yeah, so we did go to Tango Sur for that. And it is good, but it's like, I'm not going to go tell Christian Walker, you know, uh, you know, that, uh, you know, to, to go there or whatever. It's like, sure. Uh, yeah, he's got other things to do. Um, Tori Lovello did come out. We did get Tori Lovello. We know we mentioned that Dennis was fucking kissing his ass. Um, yep. and, um, and then the same thing, like the guy goes, Oh, Mr. Lavello, do you need any restaurant tips? <laughs> and, uh, what, I mean, Tori Lavello goes like, nah, we got it. You know, I think that's yeah. exactly what he said. Right. Yeah. He was like, he's like, nah, no, we're good. We're good. <laughs> Which was funny. He just like, he, sh- and Tori Lavello was really nice, but he yeah. just, he just shut this, he shut this guy down. It was yeah. funny. I know. Yeah. We should emphasize that Tori Lavello was very nice. He was very like friendly yes. and very like personable and even to this guy, he was like, nah, we're, nah, nah. You know, he wasn't even humoring him. Um, so I forget who it was. Maybe it was Alec Thomas. I can't remember, but he needed to get someone. I don't think it was Christian Walker, but at some point he, do you remember who he was trying to get, Jack? When mm. Chris gave this Norman guy his spot um, to oh. try to go up to get someone. Let's say it was Christian uh-huh. Walker because it was someone that Chris didn't need, and I think Chris okay. got because yeah, Chris got Chris got Walker on a Thursday like me. Yeah, so I think maybe it was let's say it was Christian Walker, and he he let this Norman guy get his spot, and and then like another guy comes out that I guess maybe Chris didn't need, and like you know um, we called for him and he didn't come over, but but this Norman guy like didn't leave the spot after he got Christian Walker, and so then but there were still more guys to come and that guys that Chris wanted, so eventually like this guy he so this guy goes. Chris gives him the spot. He goes in. He gets Christian Walker's autograph. Says the stupid thing about restaurant tips, but then doesn't leave. Then another guy comes out and he doesn't. He just still doesn't leave. And then at some point, like we're like, okay, okay. And then Chris finally goes to the guy. He's like, hey, uh, can I get my spot back? And the guy goes like, uh, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm about done. And then like you know steps back and let Chris takes the spot. Let Chris takes uh, take the spot. And it's like, you're about done. It's like. Don't you know that he only let you in there just for that one guy? Like, right. I don't know. It was like kind of crazy. And like, this guy's not an asshole. He just maybe is oblivious, maybe or something. But the way he sure. said, like, yeah, yeah, I'm about done. It's like, yeah, you're done because I said you're done because that was my spot and I let you in there. But it was a, it was an awkward moment. And like, that guy was nice enough to me, but like, you know, I was kind of, I was kind of like, man, you're making me look bad in front of like my my real friends out here. So. Sure. Yeah. I mean, he, he's definitely a, a weirdo. What's stranger about it is that he looks like a normal guy. Yes. Yeah. Um, definitely. He doesn't look like a freak, uh, or like he doesn't even particularly look like a grapher. Um, no. So I'm not. I'm not sure what his what his end game is. But, no. He uh, looks like a college radio DJ or something. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. But it, the, your impression of him though is how he talks. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's like that's a good one. It's it's almost like he's it's a Simpsons character or something <laughs> like the way. Yeah. The way that he talks, um, yeah, it's uh, it's strange. Here's a question I have for you, Jeremy. Um, when like so like let's say you're gonna do what what Dennis does in a few minutes and like just completely like vacate your spot to mm-hmm. sell to sell out and try to get a guy who's like somewhere else. And then like you know you you do at that point 
have you given up your spot for somebody else to to go in? Oh, if if I did what Dennis did for sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I I kind of that happened in Arizona, uh, in in Colorado where like some grapher like this was Tuesday night like gave up his spot and so then I went in there um, yeah. and then like he kind of tried to like push his way back into the spot after he got the guy he wanted in a different part of the stadium uh-huh. and I was like you know I was kind of not very cool with that because it's like no dude you left I this is my spot now yeah no one hundred percent it's like did he think that like a whole group of people were just going to, you know, make a bubble around his spot and not take it. Like if you didn't take it, someone else would have. So it's like, yeah, yeah. no, that's uh, okay. Oh, yeah. Just, crazy. just wanted to clarify if that was like an unwritten rule of graphing, but uh, yeah, no. sounds like, sounds like it wasn't, but no, I will no. say if somebody gives up their spot for you, or if you, you know, if you give up your spot for somebody like to get an autograph, like to let them get an autograph that you don't need, you should expect to get that spot back, you know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, in that situation, like, yeah, it was like Chris stepped aside so this guy could get an autograph, and then it's like you get in, you 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 get out of there. Yeah. Um, so whatever. So yeah. So anyway, um, so that all happened. Um, about this time, um, in the distance. Um, so like, yeah, again, when we're standing at the barricade, we look forward, and like you can see straight down the sidewalk down Waveland Avenue. Um. And beyond, so then you see the buses, and then beyond, at, towards the end of the buses, there's another barricade. So they barricade off this area where the players are going to be. But then, like, further down in the distance, the sidewalk opens back up, and you can walk on the sidewalk. Um, so we, I see in the distance, at some point, like, these two girls are, like, walking by. Um, and, like, the one girl, one girl just, like, grabs the other girl's head and just, like, pushes her, like, into the, the wall of the stadium. I don't think she smashed her head into the stadium, but she like pushed her towards the the thing. And then the, the girl who gets pushed, turns around and looks, and she's like, she kind of like points at the girl. And she's like, "Did you see that? Did everyone see that?" Like, and um, and I kind of thought they were just fucking around, like just roughhousing or something. But then mm-hmm. like a couple minutes later, it turns into like an all out brawl. They like grab each other and like they fall to the ground and they're like pulling each other's hair and, and legit fighting. There's like a yeah. legit fight happening. And I, I don't know if there were friends with them. I think maybe there's like one other one or two other friends like with them. But these two girls were like legit fighting on the ground, rolling around, like hitting each other. And some Wrigley Field security guards had to peel off from their job of like, you know, doing this you know, player detail to actually go break up this fight. Uh, and it was crazy because it's like, Jesus, man, like you work for the Cubs, you're a, a security guard. Like, you know, I don't think like, it seems to me like, you know, breaking up a fight of two fucking teenage girls, like on the sidewalk should be part of your job. But I guess like it's Wrigley field property. So theoretically something could, they could sue the Cubs or something. So they had yeah. to go and break up this fight, which is kind of fucked up. Um, but certainly from our standpoint, it was fucked up because like, uh Oh, like, I hope this doesn't fuck up like the autographs somehow. Like if some player comes out and she, and they see like some kids fighting like down the block, I don't think they're going to stop and sign for people. They're just going to get on the bus and be like, uh, yeah, let's close that door and leave uh, as soon as possible, please. No, absolutely. And yeah, like you said, man, it was a legitimate fight too. Like they were, they were throwing haymakers at each other. Um, it was, uh, it was crazy. Um, uh, yeah. And like, you know, that as a Wrigley field security guard, that doesn't seem like something you would sign up for. No. Uh, and you know, we've, we've gotten to know a few of these people too. And it's like, I don't want to see any of them get like punched in the face. Yeah. Or worse. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was, it was fucked up. So, and it just, it was just like out of nowhere. Like there was no, like these people were not at the game. They no. were just like 
passing through the neighborhood and like I, it was just it's it was completely random like i'm like what the fuck just happened here and the worst part of it is that like i look inside the stadium and zach gallon is coming out yep. uh at this time and like we're all trying to get zach gallon zach gallon had pitched a one uh run one to nothing shutout of the cubs that yeah. game just mowed him down oh cubs yeah kind of stood no chance against him um so and we had gotten zach gallon last year um, I wasn't super desperate for him, but I did find a cool card of his uh, to get signed. It's um, it's an insert from 2020, I believe, and it was like on the 1985 Topps design, and it was his rookie card. So I, I kind of wanted to get him. Jack, you had not gotten him on a card, right? No, I hadn't. So I had a, I had his heritage card from last year, um, 2022 set, and uh, yeah, he signed for me, man, and it 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 looked great. Well, yeah, he signed for, he signed, he, he did, he come over, he came over and he signed for all of us. Um, and so, yeah, I got him on that card. It was pretty cool. Um, I did tell him, I'm like, hey, Zach, you know, I saw you in New Orleans and I saw you with Miami and I saw you here now. And he, he said, like, he's like, wow, man, you've been around. And then, like, kind of just walked <laughs> away or whatever. But um, it was pretty cool to get an acknowledgement. I, I, like, we, I've had this, like, weird run in with Zach Gallon in his career. Like, yeah, I did see him in AAA. Um, in New Orleans, and then like we saw one of his only Mar- uh, Marlins starts in his career against the White Sox, and then we've seen him. Uh, well, I didn't see him this time, but we saw him last year pitch against the Cubs. So um, it was uh, it was pretty cool. So um, so yeah, I I definitely am a Zach Gallon fan, and um, it's pretty cool uh, that he's a pretty good signer. He also signed on Sunday too when I was there. Um, yeah, I, um, I what him. was cool though too, Jeremy, is so yeah, like as you mentioned, he pitched a one nothing shutout. Uh, I was at the game, and it was a cool game to be at. Uh, you know, you don't get to see too many one nothing games, um, so that was cool. But yeah, he was the whole freaking reason they won. Um, yeah, like he just put the he put the team on his back, and like you can chalk that you can chalk that win up to Zach Gallen. So he was uh, he was the last guy on the bus. Um, and so he signed for literally everybody who wanted his autograph, you know, and at that point there were probably 15, 20 people out there and he signed for each one of them. And so nobody else needed to get on the bus. So the bus was waiting for Zach Gallen. And, um, and it was like, yeah, yeah man, true. when you, when you pitch a shutout, like yeah, the bus, the bus can wait for you to like, do what you want to do. Like right. cause the team won because of you. So that was kind of like badass, And it was also kind of like, you know, um, uh, just like a, a kind of a big time move from him to be like, you know what? I, I pitched a shutout today. Like I'm going to sign some autographs and like the bus can leave when I say it's going to leave. So right. that was, that was kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. Um, shit. We probably, we shouldn't have done this out of order, but, um, let's rewind just a few minutes before this, I guess. Sure. Um, because, um, one of the big talks of this series was that Jordan Lawler, um, tops, top, uh, Diamondbacks prospect and like I think top ten he's maybe like the ninth or tenth prospect in baseball um, was called up um, Thursday night made his major league debut um, and so I guess what Jack you you got him Thursday night uh, I yeah I did get him Thursday night I got him on a a, a signature card which is just like a, a card that looks a baseball card that looks like a baseball so I did not get him on uh, on an actual card. Um, I do have a heritage minors of him, but it's a weird card and I just didn't know it was his when I was, you know, frantically looking through my cards. But, uh, anyway, yeah, I did, I did get him. I got him on Thursday night. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I definitely wanted to get him. Um, I had some cards for him. Uh, so I brought them Friday. He did come out, but at the end of the game, um, it was this game, right? That he got hit or was that Saturday? 
No, that was Saturday. Uh, might have been, yeah, no, I, it, it might have been this game because he got yeah, hit on like okay. the hand. Yeah, and it was okay. like his signing hand, right? Yeah, yeah, it was his. I think it was his right hand. Um, um, but uh, or I'm not sure. But he got hit on his hand, and uh, he came out of the. I don't know if he. No, he didn't come out of the game. But he came when he came out of the stadium. He had a bandage on his hand, and it looked bloody too. Um, mm-hmm. But he had a big white bandage on his hand. We called for him, but he was also on his cell phone. So yeah. he came out. He was on his cell phone, hand bandaged. These are all strikes against him signing. Um, yes. And then, and not only that, but to add icing on top of the cake, he turns left and he doesn't get on the bus. He goes through the barricade and just kind of like goes into the goes down the street. Luckily, this was before the fight happened. Um, uh, Dennis was still there at this time, and Lawler. We called for him. He didn't come over. Um, and he goes beyond the barricade, and Dennis just takes off. Dennis and maybe the other guy. <laughs> it was um, the other guy. It was the guy he was with, yeah. Yeah, they both take off, and they just run down the street after Lawler. Um, now, Jack, you said that Dennis got Lawler the night yeah. before, right? He got Law- he got Lawler on Thursday, the night yeah. before. Yeah. So I don't know why, you you know, at that point, why you need to, like, run out after him, Especially because it seems apparently he there were more guys that he wanted on on Arizona, but he goes and runs after him and like that's a faux pas. Like it's first of all it's a bad look, but now after the whole Nationals kid situation, um, you know we're kind of like I don't like we we've mentioned this before. We have a reputation now with these security guards and like yes. they they are always saying like how we're like well behaved and respectful and they're we're cool with them and they're cool with us. Um, so it's unfortunately, like, it's good to have friends in, in high places, but unfortunately now we are kind of like held to a higher, uh, standard of behavior. So sure. like, it's kind of like, we can't go running after them because I, we don't want to do anything to like piss off our, the guys who like are cool with us now. So we didn't go running after them. Uh, and Dennis just goes running after him. And like, it was a sad sight, man. It's like, cause we could, cause like I said, you can see all the way down the sidewalk. So we saw Dennis run and we saw him running, and he's an older guy, um, <laughs> and uh, and he had a and Lawler had a big head start on him, and Dennis had like a backpack with a fucking book and whatever, Lord knows whatever else in there, and um, and he just like kind of did this like Dennis waddle, like this kind of like run walk waddle type of thing, and yeah. it, it was not a great look, especially for like a sixty year old man, however old he is, um, you know, no. it would be bad for anybody, but especially bad for him, and um. <laughs> and he just disappeared. And, like, we were, like, look, trying to keep in the distance to see if he got him or whatever. Uh, the, I think a security guard did walk out with Lawler, so there was some protection for him. Um, and they just disappeared. Um, so we were like, whatever. I don't know if he got him or not. You know, who knows? Um, but he disappeared. Then things continued on. We got Gallon, whatever. So then we leave, and we go over to the uh, Cubs uh, bus. Um, and, uh, the Cubs parking lot and we go there and this, at this point, Jack, how long had it, maybe like 20 minutes, maybe 25 minutes had passed. Yeah. We were speculating that Dennis might be in jail at this point. So yeah, yeah right. Like, it had been, it had been a, been a while, probably 20 minutes. Yeah. And so we walk over and we walk over to the adults corral and who's there sure enough, but Dennis and, Dennis yeah, and, and the other guy too. And, and the other guy too. And so like we walk over and, uh, I mean, do you remember exactly what happened? So, um, yeah, uh, we, we walked over and I was like, uh, I think I asked him, I was like, did you guys get Lawler? And, and Dennis goes, no, nah, security was on his ass. Um, <laughs> so 
Yeah, I was like, and then I said to him, I go, uh, I go, yeah, we got, we got Gallon. And then Dennis and the other guy look at each other, and Dennis just goes, fuck, um, which, <laughs> which was funny. And then, so you know that, that older guy, too, who had the white beard, who kind of came over shortly after that and was like, hey, yeah. Dennis, like, and started talking to him. That guy smells, too, but, like, oh, yeah, I'm sure. uh, yeah. whatever. Anyway, he started talking to Dennis, and, and then they just, and he kind of pushed, pushed in front of me, too, uh, over at the Cubs. It kind of pissed me off. Um, anyway, he's, he's talking to Dennis, and then, you know, there's silence between them, and then Dennis goes, I should have stayed put, gallon, uh, which was which was funny. So, yeah, Dennis was fucking pissed that he didn't get, that he didn't get gallon, because I, I don't think gallon, gallon wasn't there on Thursday night, because they sent him home, probably, because he was pitching on Friday. Um, mm. So, yeah, Dennis, uh, Dennis missed him, and I, I don't know if he ended up getting him, he didn't sign Saturday, and I don't know if Dennis got him on Sunday, but, uh. I don't yeah, think Dennis was um, there Sunday, so yeah. So um, Dennis was fucking. He was pissed. He was mad that he didn't get get Gallon. Yeah, which was funny. And then I said to him, I'm like, well, he seems like he signs a lot, so you you can probably get him tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and like that, I, that probably pissed him off even more. I didn't even mean <laughs> it. I didn't even mean it to rub it in his face, but like, it was um, you know, that probably pissed him off even more. Yeah. Um. Oh. Yeah. So um. um and- yeah, yeah, there there was a Boxberger thing too, I think. So yeah, I was trying to remember what this was. It just it just popped into my head now. Um, so Boxberger, Brad Boxberger had just been activated by the Cubs, and this was his first series back at Wrigley. And um, so at this point, Dennis is standing like at the on the like on the on the the gate, the the barricade, whatever, and we're behind him. And then um. You know, Boxberger comes out and Dennis goes like, there's Box, you know, Boxberger. And um, I said something. He maybe said something like, uh, I don't need him or something. And then I was like, oh, well, I need him. uh, So if you want to call for him, you can call for him. Because I was like kind of doing something. Yeah. And I said like, oh, I actually need him. So if you're going to call for him, uh, you know, go for it. And he's like, you can call for him. (laughs) And I was like, (laughs) okay. And then I did call for him or whatever. But it's like, yeah. Dennis is just like any chance he can get to have someone else call for someone. And I'm sure he, so he can vulture in and get an autograph. Like he, you know, that's, that's his ideal catch. Like if he doesn't have to work for it at all. Oh um, yeah. You know, and I say work in big quotation marks, but, uh, but yeah, so he's like, you can call for him. And it's like, okay, thanks Dennis. Um, That's, that's sometimes like that's Dennis's ulterior motive in like giving you a card. It's like, if he gives you the card, it's probably because the guy already like said no to him, and and now he's giving you a card to see if the guy will come over for you. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so yeah. So anyway, um, oh yeah, fuck. You know, a lot of this is out of order. Oh well. Um, no, it's it's fine because because the Dennis thing, like it it, uh, you know, we're just continuing the story because like Dennis left when we were at the Diamondbacks, and then you know this is just like when we ran into him at the Cubs yeah. when we were on our way from the Diamondbacks to the Cubs, um, uh, just like walking up uh, Waveland yep. uh, to get to the Cubs parking lot. Anthony came by on his bike, and like we waved at him, and he goes, What's up, my boys? Lawler! Uh, and then he just he just kept riding. Um, yeah, he, he, was, he was on his Jonathan VR bike. Yes. Um, going the opposite way that we were, and like... And like I just like pointed to like we made him. I pointed to him, and yeah, just as he's driving by, like at full speed, the only thing he could say to us was like, "What's up, my boys?" 
Lawler. And like, and then, and we're like, did he say Lawler? Like, and like, he couldn't even say like, did you get Lawler? I got Lawler, whatever. All he could say was like in the short time that we crossed paths and we were in within earshot of each other, all he could get out was like, what's up my boys, Lawler. And then that was it and gone. So it, I, I like that because there's, you know, I don't know if he was just excited that Jordan, like at the prospect of getting Jordan Lawler or if he got Jordan Lawler. Right. Um, I, I don't know. It, it's, there's no, there's no way to know. It, it's, uh, it, it's great though, because like in, in, in instance like that, it, it almost makes it feel like a, uh, like a farcical comedy or something, you yeah. know, where like people are running in and out of doors and stuff. It's like, we're, uh, you know, we're going over to the Cubs and we just see Anthony for like three seconds and something like funny happens. And then, and then, you know, you go to the Cubs bus. So yeah, it's just, it's just a whole experience down there sometimes, which is what makes it fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just, yeah. You just, you're constantly bumping into people that you know, or kind of know, or have a run in with whatever. So, um, so yeah, that was funny. Um, Jack, did we get um, did we get an, any autographs at the Cubs that day? Was that the day I, we got? I don't think so. I, I don't think I don't think I got any Cubs autographs the whole weekend. What about your scorecard? What you you got one? Was that on Friday or was that on Saturday? I can't remember. Oh crap! It was uh, on Friday. Oh, yeah, I got yeah, I got Pat. I got yeah, Pat Hughes. We, right, we got Pat Hughes on. I don't remember if that was Friday or Saturday. It was but Friday because I, I don't think we right. did the uh, Cubs bus on. Friday or no, we did or on Saturday. I think we, I guess we did because uh, my dad was with with us on Saturday. So yeah, we but did, we, we did, didn't get we didn't get Hughes on Saturday. It was Friday. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, Pat Hughes came over and signed for us, and um, I, I I think Nico maybe Nico came by too. I can't remember. Um, um but I know yeah. that uh, I know that 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 older that white beard guy like lets you go in front of him to get maybe it might maybe it was Pat Hughes at that point or somebody. Sure. Um, uh-huh. but yeah, so anyway, um, we were there. So Pat Hughes came by, he signed for everybody. It was, he was super friendly, super nice. I told yep. him like, um, I like that. They're like, you know, that they like mic up that you can hear the guys like laughing audibly in the background during the Cubs broadcast on the radio. And, uh, he's like, Oh, well, you have to laugh. You know, it's baseball's a wonderful sport. Whatever. He said something like that. I'm yeah. like, that's yeah. the most Pat Hughes answer that he could have given. Um, but sure. uh, it was very cool. He signed for everyone. I got him before. Um, at Cubs convention, but I'm like, he was there for so long signing for everyone that I just pulled out a Cubs card, a Cubs team, a Cubs stadium card, um, with Wrigley field. And I just had him sign that because, uh, yeah, you know, I, I wouldn't pass at the opportunity to get another, to get him on that card. So, so I, I even got him again. Um, so that was cool. Um, shortly, uh, after that, I think like we were, you know, we're still st- sticking around. There weren't many people left at this point. But uh, these two like older ladies came up to us and asked us what we were doing. Yeah, yeah. They, so, um, yeah, they they were probably in their sixties, um, and they had a lot of vim and, and vigor, and they were like, uh, "Wow, what are you guys doing?" And then we're like, uh, "Yeah, we're you know we're uh, trying to get some autographs, whatever." And they're like, "Ooh, ooh, like uh, who have you gotten?" And we're like, "Well, we got some you know from the visiting team. We were over by the visiting team's bus." like the visiting team why such things like they were they were big cubs fans yeah and then uh whatever they were being you know they were friendly the, the energy that they had jeremy was it, it was like they were straight out of 80 for brady yes. you know yeah. like that was that was the vibe absolutely um i could see them going to that movie and, and really enjoying it um yeah but like you know, we, we told them uh, that, like, Dansby Swanson was coming out, and they're like, ooh, Dansby Swanson, like, kind of lasciviously, like, they thought he was good-looking, and then they're like, 
well, we're old, but maybe they'll notice us. Um, yeah. Again, like something from, from 80 for Brady. So uh, I don't know what happened to them. I think maybe they just left after a little while. But, uh, uh, yeah, that was, a, that was a strange one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were definitely like, they're like oh, maybe, maybe we'll get them over here. Like, yeah. we're old, but, yeah, maybe he'll notice us. And, like, I, I was kind of saying, like, yeah, hey, you know, do it. Like, because, like, he, he doesn't come over for us. So, like, whatever you can, you know, whatever you can do to get him over here, that's that's great. Um, I think they were still there when this next thing happened though. Yeah. Um, so, so, um, at some point, uh, Jeremiah Paprocki, the, uh, Cubs PA announcer came out and, uh, people were like, Hey, Jeremiah, you know, Hey, big fan, whatever. And, um, you know, they, they, he signed some autographs for some people. I got him at Cubs convention already. So I, I, I didn't necessarily need him. Um, but, uh, he was signing for some kids and whatnot. And I think while he was signing, some kids said like, Hey, can you, there, there were someone like one of their dads was like, Hey, it's the guy who says, you know, now batting Nico Horner. And like the kids, I think at some point when they were signing, he was signing. One of the kids said like, Hey, can you, can you do the voice or can you do the, the announcement? And I was like, okay. And he was like, he was very friendly and very cool. And he, he always is very friendly and very cool. And he's like, yeah, sure, sure. I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. And he's like, just, uh, you know, Get your cameras out, you know, if you if you want to record it. I, maybe someone said, like, can I record you doing it or something? And, like, he really teed up this whole thing to be like, all right, you know, I'm only going to do it once. So everyone yep. who wants their cameras, wants recording, get your cameras out. He's like, okay, y'all ready? Is everyone ready? You got, you know, is the, is the camera on? Are you ready to record? He's like, okay, here we go. And then he steps back and he's like, now batting for the Chicago Cubs. Second baseman, number two, Nico Horner. And like, and like everyone, and it was, it was actually cool to see him do it. Yeah. Um, but everyone like erupted in applause afterwards. Yeah. It was, it was surreal to watch yeah. it. Cause it, it did sound like how it sounds on the, on the PA system. He's like the shortstop number two, Nico Horner. Um, yeah, yeah. like he actually, he did it and like, he put his full like energy into it. Um, it was a strange thing to watch unfold, um, and yeah. I'm I am a little bit uh, I have a little regret that like I didn't actually record it on my phone. Yeah, because it was pretty cool, and it would have been a funny thing to like post on the Instagram. But um, you well, know, oh Chris, well, Chris recorded it, so I, I need to get Chris to to, to text it to me yep. because um, I was kind of doing like I saw Chris was doing it, so I was kind of thinking like oh, I'll just get you know his his clip later. Yeah, um, yeah. Definitely so yeah, ask him for that. Yeah, we um, could get, he, we're probably in the clip, like because he was behind us, so we you probably yeah. see us in the video. Um, oh. so so yeah, uh, that was pretty cool. I gotta say, yeah, he's always been uh really cool with the fans. So that's yeah, that's, it was just nice. it was like a funny and like silly moment. Uh, that like uh, I was like, oh no, he's not actually gonna do this, but then he did it, and it was like you know, um, uh, like Doctor Grant seeing a dinosaur for the first time in Jurassic Park. You know, it's like oh, this is actually really cool. Um. That, that See, that, Jeremy, to me, is the difference between, like, Wrigley Field and somewhere like, you know, Coors Field where I was or the White Sox where you can see a game and, I mean, you can get autographs from players, but you don't you don't have that kind of access that you do at no. Wrigley Field. Right. Where, like, at Wrigley Field, I, I feel like like anything can, can happen if you, ha- if you hang out there. Um, yeah. I, I don't know any other way to describe it, but, like, at no other stadium in baseball – would would some maybe Boston? I've never been there, um, but like you know, would something like that happen where you run into the public address announcer after the game and you ask him to do to do a shtick and he does it for you? Yeah, so that was that was pretty cool. 
Yeah, it, it's 100% true and a good way to put it. And it's like the Cubs can't necessarily advertise that because then people, fuckers no. would be out there trying to, to, you know, to get these autographs or whatever. But like, um, but yeah, it's, um, it, it was pretty cool. So, um, yeah. so yeah, so that, that kind of wraps up, uh, day two of the series, uh, just final autograph total, um, like so far, uh, like I said, Christian Walker, Thomas Perez Chica. Um, I think we both got Dave McKay different we did. days, we, right? We both got Brent Strom, Brent Strom, uh, Tori Lovello, Gallon, Paul Seawald. Yep. Um, we got Dennis fucking like had Paul Seawald rack for him. And then he came <laughs> over to sign for me. And like, I feel like he, um, you know, he, he was still in like racking mode. So like his wasn't the best autograph. I mean, it was a, it was a rushed autograph, but it still looks fine. Um, uh, Zach Davies. Um, yep. I got Zach Davies on the Cubs, uh, combined no hitter card. I, I will say, like, if I had to get anyone from that from that card, if it was only one guy, it's cool to get Davies because he was the starter for that game and he pitched seven of the innings or six of the innings. Um, I still want to get to Para Chafin and Kimbrel, but uh, that was on my birthday, so that was pretty cool to get him on there. And then Pat Hughes. So that's the total so far. Um, and uh, Jack had a couple more guys, but um, although I yeah, guess yeah, I got yeah, I got Luis Frias in the park. Rick Short, I got oh, on Rick Thursday. Short. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, so yeah, yeah, a couple other guys. Yeah. All right. So, um, so then uh, we moved to Saturday. Uh, now Saturday, I went to the game, um, and Jack uh, met up at the bus. I was there with my dad, and uh, I'll make this quick. But uh, I, I was kind of rushed, and I had to get there. I had to meet my dad there because uh, I had a work thing in the morning that I had forgotten about. So I left and and hurried over there. Uh, you know, bless my dad for going there early and getting the Harry Carey. Um, statue uh bobblehead for me um so he got that um it was cool um i gotta say first thing like early on in the game i heard they were playing uh i don't even know what they were playing like there was some commercial for something but i gotta say they played the song ocean man by ween um which was pretty cool and like i feel like that's a song that while that may be one of their more like commercially commercially uh friendly songs um, it was still pretty cool to hear like a Ween song at a at a Cubs game. So for all my like um, you know rock, uh, all the rock fan listeners out there, like they played Ocean Man uh, by Ween at uh, at the Cubs game. That was pretty cool. Um, so I wanted to definitely report that back. Um, there was um, we were kind of behind home plate. Um, that's a very nice section. We were in the eighth row, so it's the second to last row of the upper deck. Um, and it's kind of like a free for all up there a little bit because there's this little, we were in section 420, I think, and 419, there's a section 419, but it's literally like two rows with four seats. It's literally like eight seats. It's really weird. It's right by the press box. So it's like, it exists, but it's like, I don't even know if they sell those tickets or what. It's like, we showed up and there were people just there that clearly weren't in these seats. So they were just kind of like hanging around and like, there was no really respect for the the situation there and for people who actually had seats. So me and my dad show up and we sit down and there's just all these assholes around. Um, there were these guys who, who showed up and sat behind us in the last row and they did this thing like that pisses me off and I see it happen to other people and it doesn't happen to me very often. And I've always thought like, what would I do if I was in this situation and it was happening, happening constantly. But basically me and my dad were on the aisle. My dad likes to sit on the aisle there was like probably like six, eight seats next to me that were open. 
So the whole middle of the row was open. The row behind us was kind of packed. And so there was this group of like four guys. It was like, it was three guys and one woman. And they were like two of the, the, the guy and the woman were probably in their like late forties, early fifties. And, um, a younger guy, whatever the, they were the, one of the younger guys. And like this, one of the guys in his like late fifties, um, they jumped down into our row and went out our row because it was easier for them to get out. But like, you know, they're not in, even in our fucking row and we had to get up and like, let them go through and stuff. And like, I wasn't having it, man. Like I, I see that shit happen and I'm like, fuck, like, fuck you, dude. Like, you're you're not in my row. How are you making me get up for you? Like fuck off. Like I I, I think that's one of the worst things you can do in sure. in, in in a game. And we see it happen all the time, Jack. It's, it doesn't oh, yeah. really happen to us too often, but like I see it and I'm like I would fucking fl- I would say like no like go go out of your row, man. Like don't go in my row. Like it's not my fault that I'm sitting you know in this section uh, with less people. You know, um, so. This guy was a just a, a dumbass. Like the guy, the younger guy was kind of like apologetic and like and I so I wasn't getting up. Like I would like they would the guy would come over and like wait for me to get up and I'd I'd sit there. I was like looking down. I I look up at him and then like look back down and then like grab my stuff like really slowly and then stand up and like made it very clear that I wasn't digging what was going on here. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lady, there was a couple like who was probably at the end of those like six empty seats. Um, she, at some point she got up and she left and I, and I was still in the mindset of like, fuck all these people who are trying to, who are making me get up to, to come out. And she, um, she came by and, um, she like, I kind of did the slow move for her too, not realizing that she was actually in our row. So I don't know if I pissed her off or something. Then when she came back, um, she walked by me and she like she coughed like right in front of me. Oh jeez! And it was like it almost seemed like it was like it was so perfectly timed that I'm like, did she do that on purpose? Because I was an asshole. Um, but uh, but yeah, I don't know. Um, so that was one. That was a that was because these idiots behind us were being idiots and going through our row. So yeah. when they came back, I think the younger guy could tell that I was like not happy about it, and he goes like. He goes like, uh, uh, you know what? I'll just go. I'll just go in the the row behind. It's cool. It's cool. Yeah. But the other guy, the older guy, had, was completely oblivious, like a dumb fucking oblivious idiot guy, and like just comes through and then climbs up the row again. And actually, the only reason why it happened was because there was a group of four girls, um, already coming in, and so we were already up. Like I don't know what would have happened if we were, um, sitting, and um, the the dumb guy comes through. I actually sat back down and then the younger guy like was trying to go through and he's like, Oh, I'll just go to the other row. That's, that's what happened. So I'm already annoyed by this guy. And I was like looking back at the guy too. I don't know if I was like feeling more cocky because my dad was there or something. Sure. Like my dad would take care of it or something. But, um, I will say that the nail in this fucking guy's coffin, he was just like a big, tall, dumb, dorky guy. He was just a fucking dork. And these four girls came and like ended up sitting in like, our section um like like in those empty seats and they were like four like younger girls in their 20s or whatever like attractive whatever um and they i actually think they they went and got food and then they came back and this guy was sitting behind them 
And the four girls come in and they go and they sit down and they have food with them. And the guy like leans over and he's like, Oh, Hey, where's my hot dog Ugh. to them? And they like ignored him. And I was just like, you fucking loser, man. You fucking loser, man. Like trying to fucking hit on these girls. Like, fuck you. You're, you're, you're fucking a washed up has been like, oh fuck you. These, these girls paint like, Oh, like give you no time of day. And you fucking tried and you're pathetic. And like, I was so pissed. I hated this guy so much. So Ugh. all of that to say, like, you know, like he, he tried to pull that shit. And like, I, I That's definitely cringeworthy, Jeremy. It was, know? it was annoying. And I was just like, fuck, good for you. Fuck you. Like you fucking blew it. You like you fucking whiffed major like, <laughs> trying to, trying to fucking make these girls laugh or whatever. Like as if these girls are going to fucking give you the time of day, man. Like, fuck you. You suck. Um, and, uh, so anyway, so that, that was, that was a whole thing there. Um, that's pretty much most of it for the game. Um, I may have, I made, I, I told my dad, I'm like, Hey, I'm like, dad, we're going to graph after the game. You cool with that? And he's like, yeah. Um, so we did the move where we moved down to the corner before the last out. And then we got out there and we got a, a good spot. Um, and then we rejoined you guys, you and Chris, basically. Yeah, yeah. One thing we should mention that Tommy Pham was on the D-backs now. Um, he had a good game on on Thursday night. He had two home runs. Uh, uh, Friday, I think he struck out four times. Um, and I don't know what he did on Saturday, but he didn't sign either Thursday or Friday, even though we asked. So Saturday, he comes out. We call for him. And then we're like, hey, Tommy, you got time for one? And he just shakes his head no and gets on the bus. Um, and I think <laughs> yeah. Jeremy, you even asked me, you're like, did he shake his head no? And I was like, yeah. So he did. He did kind of a Blake Snell type thing. Um, anyway, uh, the candy kids were there, and uh, you know the kids who sell candy. And so, about five minutes after Fam gets on the bus, he must have seen these candy kids. And so he gets off the bus and like, you know, he gives them some money and like he buys a candy bar and he gets back on the bus and it's like. Really, dude? Like, that's a scam. Like, you're going to give these kids money. Um, yeah. But uh, whatever, he did it. So, yeah, he, he Tommy Pham bought, bought candy from the candy kids. And you know what, man? That's what keeps those fucking kids coming back is because they know that the players might buy some stuff from them. I and know. Andrew, McCut- Andrew McCutcheon allegedly did it, too. So, yeah. Yeah, it's bad. Spencer Steer did it, too, out of, like... And ben, so did uh, Bud Black. Um, just that's out right. of... Yeah, just out of like almost like like uh so, like they felt sorry for him or something, but like yep. yeah, the Tommy Fam thing was like disappointing, and it's like man, Tommy, like you know, you're not gonna sign for us, fine, but and and now you're gonna encourage these kids to stay, like damn it, like you know, of course that was like the Tommy Fam thing that he could have done. <laughs> yeah, I forgot that Black did that, man. That's uh, that's that's funny. Um, yeah. I didn't know that Spencer Steer did it either. Yeah, uh, that was a day that I was there without you, but um, yeah, sure. Um, so that, yeah, so that happened. So fam, fam didn't sign for us. I don't know why he signed last year with the Reds, but he did. So I know. Was a, yeah. I think that was maybe a, a, once in a blue moon thing, man. So I'm a little sad. I didn't have his card, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I, yeah, I know. I'm lucky that I had his card there and I think I, yeah, that might be the only time we get him. So I don't know. So Joe Mather, um, is their hitting coach. Joe Mather kind of just like a, uh, just a, uh, a bench guy like who played for a couple of years in the big leagues uh anyway he played for the cubs uh i had a cubs card of him i think you you did too um we, we all th- had the same card yeah he basically probably only has a couple cards anyway so um uh, yeah so we all had the same card it's kind of a cool card he's making a catch against the ivy um in his cubs home whites so it's uh it's neat um we didn't make him thursday or friday chris and i weren't sure if he was here um we were even saying on on friday that we should have asked lavello if mather was here 
So uh, uh, Saturday, um, we see a, a big tall guy coming out with a beard, um, and Mather's listed at six four. Uh, and I just, I, I said, I you know, it was a last second thing. I was like, hey man, is that Joe Mather? And you're like, yeah, I think I think maybe it is. And truthfully, we weren't sure. Yeah. Uh, so he comes out, and we said, hey Joe, and you know, he turned and he came over, and then he signed for us. He was also really nice too. He was like, hey, what's going on, guys? And he's like, yeah, gorgeous day. And it was. It was a gorgeous day. Um, but, uh, yeah, he, uh, he signed for us, and he was really nice. So that, that was cool. Um, we also got Damian Easley on Saturday as well. Easley yeah. didn't sign Thursday or Friday, um, although admittedly I didn't do a great job of calling for him. Uh, so uh, Saturday he did sign, and, you know, he, you know he, was, he didn't really say anything, but he gave me a good autograph, so I was pretty happy about that. He probably remembers last year when I pretty much called him old. And I yeah, 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 right, right. Worse. I think we did, we maybe got the same card signed this year, Jeremy. I I had his '93 card with the Angels, um, yeah. which is a good it's a good card, and it, uh, his autograph looks good on it. So that was a, that was a neat one to get. He was also yeah. a good one for the grid too. Uh, Detroit Tigers 100 plus RBIs. I think he was well. He was like 0.06% for me. So. Oh wow. Yeah, that was a that was a good one. Uh, and last uh, but not least, real, yeah, they oh, had this. Oh, 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 yeah. Real real quick with with Mather, I was gonna say. Um, so like, yeah, we all got his same card uh, signed. Me, you, and Chris. And I I saw him go down the line and sign. Like I didn't know what car- cards you guys had, and um, I watched him sign. I you know, I knew I had it. I saw him saw that Chris had him and I saw you had the same card and uh and he signed for like me he signed for Chris he signed for you and then I said I kind of audibly I'm like hmm popular card uh-huh. <laughs> like, I, I don't think he, I don't think anyone heard me but uh it was yeah. pretty funny um because yeah it was and in in some ways that's almost like a backhanded like that's a, a bit of a slight because it's like yeah when you only have like one card it means that you you weren't in the bigs for very long but sure the reality of it is that if you have a baseball card, it's fucking awesome. But, uh, but right. yeah. Um, and then, yeah, easily, easily came. We saw easily on Friday, but it was, it was right around the time someone else had just signed. So like, yeah. And yeah. it was, we couldn't really call for him. Yeah. It was a tough thing. Oh, uh, we, um, Chris and I also made uh red, I made Rodrigo Lopez on Friday too late, uh, to call for him. Um, but we did, I did, I was able to see him, Saturday and we called for him and and I got his autograph on Saturday. Yeah, Jeremy, I I will say I didn't have Rodrigo Lopez's card, but man, he did not want to sign that autograph for you though. You know, he yeah. looked, he looked real like like he he signed for you because he probably never nobody probably ever calls for him, but yeah, man, he he was like he was being like Freddie Benavides, you know, or he was like, I guess I'll sign, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was weird. Um, I called him over and like, yeah, it, 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 I feel like. Those last couple of series is, um, we've been, I've been getting a lot of like calling the guys over and like, they kind of like almost like force, like drag themselves over to us. Like it's, it's been, maybe yeah. it's just been a long season or something, but like, yeah, I feel like we've been getting a lot of begrudging autographs, but it's also, but it's kind of like from guys who like, yeah, like probably don't get asked a lot and probably should just maybe be a little more open to it. I don't know. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you did get him though. So yeah, I'll have to try to get him next year. Cause that, uh, you know, it would be cool to get him on a, on a card. Um, yeah. uh, yeah. Uh, last but not least for Saturday, uh, they did have the, they had the fucking, the real B team out there that day. It was just, it was all people we'd never like seen before. Um, uh, yes. Um, yeah. The security guard, the Cubs had like a, a B team out there and like, yeah, yeah. Like they were like, they were like messing up the gate like when the buses would leave when the like this when the second bus left they they you know when the buses leave they like 
bring the, the, the barricades onto the sidewalk, let the bus drive off. Then they put them back. Um, it's been cool. Like the big gun has actually been saying to people, he's like, folks, I need you on the sidewalk. It's like, I'll make sure that you get your same spot back, but we need you to, to get on the sidewalk so the bus can leave. Uh, which yep. is cool because if you recall back to the Cardinals series, we got screwed where like we did. they put the barricade like I like 20 feet ahead of where we were standing. And then a bunch of people ran over and took our spots. So it was pretty pissed. Jack, uh, Jack pulled a dentist and just kind of left. Uh, I, that, I, yeah, I, I sure did. And we, we can call that a dentist too. Cause I, I, I think I almost even did an Irish exit. I do think I said bye to you guys, but like, yeah, man. Yeah. I still remember. I still have the image in my head of all those people stealing our spot. So yeah. Yeah. So so this so these people were like fucking up the the barricades and whatnot. Not as bad as that day, but but still they the when the third bus pulled up, the second bus left, third bus pulled up. There was a big gap, which like they never leave a gap between the barricade and the bus, and there was a barricade. So whatever. There was one guy, one security guard. Um, who was just like he was like kind of like a a shorter like squat guy like. He he was kind of beefy, I'd say, but like he was a little older too, and um, yeah, he was just like he was just being extra. I think like um, the Diamondbacks were doing this weird thing where they were letting the I think it was like the family they weren't letting them enter the buses from the stadium. They were actually making them like go out and then like they would let them into the barricade and then onto the sidewalk and into the buses, and like there was just like dozens and dozens of people doing this like I, it almost seemed like anyone wearing diamondbacks gear could be let in and onto a bus um but they were letting all these people in and then for some reason there was like one group of like four people like i don't even remember who they were if they were like some older people or what but the security guard like stops them and like no 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 you got to go around you got to go out and around and um yep. this the head of uh the security for the um the Diamondbacks like came over and he said something and and I think it was true like they had to like go out and down to this bus there was like a an extra bus outside of the barricades and they had to go there but this guy was like getting all over people and like it was kind of like um he was just being extra I guess yeah it was uh <laughs> it was very strange and um uh yeah and I, I feel like they were even getting annoyed with the Diamondbacks traveling secretary too like those they they just weren't on the same page with each other so yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was weird. Um, and just the D-backs, kind of, the D-backs yeah. traveling secretary was like maybe one of the nicest ones we've run into. Yeah. yeah, he was nice. He was, he was even telling us stuff like, you know, he's like Longoria isn't going to sign for you guys, which is funny. Um, he told that he told Dennis Candiotti wasn't there. So he, he was interacting. Um, he was being a nice guy. So, uh, yeah. I don't know if it's just those West coast teams, if they're, uh, you know, if they're site traveling secretaries are nice, but you said yeah. the Giants one was pretty nice too, and you know this guy was nice as well. Yeah, Giants guy was giving tips and back-to-back series. It was kind of odd that it happened that way, but but yeah. So um so yeah, that was Sunday um or Saturday. Uh, I got Ryan Nelson as well, Geraldo Perdomo, um and then um we walked. We did go over to the Cubs for for a bit, and we're kind of standing over by the Cubs. And um, I don't know if anything eventful really happened over by the Cubs. It was me, you, and Chris, and my dad was there. And then that that guy showed up again that you said, the Danny Holson guy. Um, yeah. He was like the guy, the guy who, who said, I know about Danny Holson. He was yes. He was like lurking over us. And like Dude. we were standing on the corner, and he was like standing like right behind you guys. It was really yeah, weird. He, he, was, he was standing as if like if, if you didn't know us, you would have thought he was in, in our group. 
Right. Yeah. Like, you know, like someone would be like, Hey, the, what are the four of you guys doing? And we were like four of us. And then we like look back and that guy's <laughs> there with us. It's like, it was weird. And like, and not saying anything. Um, so we were waiting there for quite a while and like not really anyone came out and we all kind of decided, um, to go. The funny thing about that is that like, I go the way of the Cubs, Chris goes North and you go, uh, East. Yep. So even when we split, I, I still get an extra, like, kind of like minute or two in that area just to see, just to give one last look if anyone comes out. And um, I feel like this happened before, but sure enough, um, we all parted ways and we started walking back. And I see that I'm, I'm like walking right by like the opening to the Cubs parking lot. And I see Brad Boxberger come out um, and he's coming across the street. And I, I go to my dad. I'm like, whoa, 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 there's Brad Boxberger. Let's hang back. Let's fall back. And we go back behind behind the barricade. And then Boxberger takes like two or three steps to the sidewalk. And he's like, oh, well, wait a second. And he like forgot something inside. <laughs> So he had to like, and he was getting walked out by a security guard and he's like, Oh, sorry. And then he, they had to go back inside and security guard went back inside with them. And so then we fell back and we're like, okay, cool. Boxberger is coming out. There was literally like three of us out here. The hovering guy was there. I was there. And then there was like a little kid with his mom there. And, uh, the mom turned around and she's like, who was that? And I'm like, Boxberger. She's like, yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. That's yeah. Boxberger. Uh And, um, so we wait like, literally like three, four or five minutes, whatever. And Boxberger comes back out and, uh, I, I step across by the barricade. Um, and I, I say like, uh, Hey Brad, you got time to sign? And he comes over and he signs for the four of us basically, or the Uh three of us, whatever. So I did get Boxberger on his, um, 2013, uh, Cubs card uh, and a Cubs uniform. So that was cool. And then Jack would get him a couple days later in uh, Colorado. So yep. that's funny that we both knocked out Boxberger um, within days of him being activated to the yeah, team. Yeah, after months of trying to get him and being unsuccessful. Yeah, and and a year on the Brewers of him yep. not even acknowledging. So yep. so yeah, so that was a thing. So then real quick, just I know we're you know we're getting long here in this episode. I went back on Sunday and I was able to, to do some graphing. Um, so Sunday was the Bears opening day. The game started at 325. The Cubs game started at 120. And they were giving – and it was also the Cubs um, like Hall of Fame induction ceremony for Mark Grace and Sean Dunstan. Yeah. Um, so they were giving out these like commemorative pins of Dunstan and Grace – and I, I wanted them, and I was like, oh, I'll just get them on eBay or whatever. But I was like, the tickets were like 17 bucks or something. And I'm like, uh-huh. it would actually be cheaper just to go to this game and get the buttons and catch a little of the game and then leave. And I still wanted to graph a little bit. So I, I did I, – I had a ticket. I, I had already bought a ticket a couple like, – like a week ago or something. But I'm like, I'll go to the game and watch as much as possible, but then I'll leave and go and watch the Bears game with my friends, which was my plan. So I did just that. I showed up. Um, got there early. Um, I should say my friend Eddie was there, um, who I've met in South Bend. I met him in South Bend. He's an awesome guy, super helpful, um, has helped me a lot in South Bend, and we've become friends now. So I'll text, I'll like message him when I'm going to South Bend, and he'll come and meet me, and we'll hang, and he'll help me get autographs. Um, so it was kind of cool, like for him. We had been talking. He's a big Diamondbacks fan too, so we had been talking, and I was telling him about our tales of graphing at Wrigley. And he's like, Oh, you know, it's it, that's a lot different than it used to be when I, when I would try. So I haven't tried in years. 
So I was like, yeah, man, well, hey, if you ever get out, you know, to a game, uh, you know, let me know and I can I can help you there. And so I was able to do that, um, although only for pregame. So um, we waited. Uh, his parents were there. Um, I met his parents and um, we hung out in line uh, for a bit. Then we got in. We got our, our pins. I was actually the first one in in the line to get in the stadium. It's kind of cool. Nice. Um, we go in. Uh, we get the pins. We go down to the right field corner. And, um, uh, yeah, pretty much right as we're walking in, Scott McGuff is like walking in, like going into the uh, inside. Um, there was a group of like, it was Zach Gallen, Mike Fetters and like two other coaches and they were like waiting there. And, and this guy, Eddie knew like the coaches even like, and it was like the, you know, bullpen coach or whatever, like an or bullpen catcher yeah. and like all these guys. And he knew all these guys. Um, is he a D-backs fan? He's a D-backs fan. Uh, so, okay, yeah. um, so, uh, so yeah, uh, we, um, I wanted Fetters. He wanted Gallon. He also wanted Fetters too. They come walking in and I yell, like I, Fetters comes in and I, I go like, Hey Mike, you got time for one? And, uh, he, he was kind of BSing with the other guys and he didn't sign. It's like, ah, uh-huh. that, that kind of sucks. Um, so there was no one out in the outfield at all. There's no BP. Um, no pitchers playing catch, like nothing. It was almost kind of like a bust. So I was kind of feeling bad. So I told, I said to, to Eddie, I'm like, let's go to the infield and kind of hang out by the dugout. And, and one thing that was happening was that Jordan Lawler was out taking grounders at shortstop. And I'm like, that's great for us. Um, Christian Walker was also like playing first base, but, um, Tony Perez Chica was working with him and hitting him grounders. And it was actually cool because Perez Chica, and Lawler were actually talking and he was like, you know, giving him, he was coaching him and stuff. And like, yeah, you know, when that's like, when these guys get called up to the majors, they get access to all these new coaches and, you know, specialists and they get to work with these guys. And like, I was actually seeing it happen where Lawler was getting like access to like the major league coaches and getting work on his like fielding. So that was cool to see. Um, Basically, uh, yeah. So, like, like, long story short, um, we get uh, so Josh was there. Um, yeah, little kid Josh was there, and like, oh. it was funny because I was talking to Eddie and his mom, and I'm like, oh yeah, this little kid is all over the place. He's he gets all the autographs, and he's like, he gets right in there, and like, <laughs> basically makes the players stop. And Josh came over to me, and like, it's kind of funny. Like, me and Josh now are on this regular basis where like he's like Anthony. Or like Chris or like mm-hmm. Dennis, where like he's like, oh yeah, so who'd you get? And like, and I was talking yep. to Josh, like he's like a, a peer of mine, basically. Sure. And it was funny because Eddie and his mom were watching me talk to this little kid, like we were like buddies, you know. And he's right. like, oh yeah, and he's like, I got this guy, and he's showing me like all these like selfies that he got with these players, and um, you know, no time for judgments now, but it was you know, it's like of course he was getting selfies with these guys. <laughs> Yeah, he probably he probably got an autograph and a selfie. Yes, and he then, did. And then his his two friends got a selfie too. Yeah, exactly. And then he let anyone else get in there. Um, but yep. um, but yeah. So basically, I was like, hey man, you know that guy at shortstop, that's Jordan Lawler. Like, you gotta get him. Like, he's um, you know, he's he's the top guy for the D backs. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, we'll we'll get him. And like, so Jordan Lawler comes. I he actually was coming off the field, and I was a little further down. And I tried to call for him, and I, I couldn't get him to stop. But then he stopped for Josh right by the dugout. Uh-huh. So he's he's signing for everyone right by the dugout, and he signed for everyone, which was pretty cool. I was able to get – we kind of formed a single-file line, and I was I was, I was was nervous at first, but 
I pulled off his uh, Bowman first card from my book, reached it under the fence, and he he signed for it. It was kind of crazy how he was even able to grab it through the net and under the bars, but he he got it, and he signed his first Bowman for me. So that was really cool. Looks really nice. He actually put his number on it too, which was cool. His major league number. Nice. Um, so that was cool to get him. But he was Josh was trying to get a baseball signed by all these guys, and which is his thing. And his pen like died basically. And there was this like um, there was this D-backs fan, this like Asian D-backs fan who like didn't really speak very good English, but he was like, um, he was like, um, he Josh was like my pen died, and like this guy let him use his pen. And then Josh basically disappeared. He went over by like the Cubs side, and yeah. and the guy the 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 guy who let him lent him the pen came back maybe about five ten minutes later, and he's like, "Have you seen the the little boy who I who I gave my pen to?" <laughs> and, uh, and we're like, uh, "I don't know. Like, he has your pen." He's like, "Yeah, I let him use it, and now he's gone." And, oh uh, God! And I'm like. I'm like, oh, he's oh, I think he's over by the Cubs, and he's like, oh, he's like, oh, I, you know, I need that pen, whatever, and so that guy just yeah. got screwed by Josh, basically. Um, so that Josh was kind of funny. Josh is a little asshole, man. He's uh, he's a little menace for sure. Um, he was yeah. being friendly to me, um, but like, he's he's ruthless. He has no like qualms about. It. He has no scruples. Um, no. I mean, he's also a little kid. That's why. But um, but yeah, so it was weird. Um. And then, uh, so so that happened. It was funny. Um, I ended up getting uh, Jeff Bannister, which was very cool. But um, even before that, I should say, Mike Fetters came back out. And um, this time he was walking back out to the outfield, going to the bullpen. And I, I got right up there against the, the net. And I'm like, hey, Mike, like, can you sign one? And he gave me this look kind of like, this guy keeps calling for me. Like I got to just sign for him. So he'll stop calling for me. And so he kind of like hung his head down, walked over and signed for me. And, um, and like, there was no words really said. Um, but, uh, but he signed for me and it definitely felt like, like a thing. Like I just got to sign for this guy. He'll, so he'll stop bothering me. So yeah, he did. Sure. He, he signed for me. I was very happy to get him. Um, I got Jeff Bannister. That was pretty cool. Fetters was kind of hanging around and, at this point now, like the Cubs were starting to get ready for like that pregame ceremony with Grace and Dunstan. So Fetters comes out and Grace and Dunstan are like sitting on the top step of the Cubs dugout. And Fetters comes out and he's like looking over at the Cubs dugout and he's like looking, he's trying to get Grace to get his, like he's trying to get Grace's attention. So basically sure. he, he comes out and he's standing there and he's kind of like waving over to Mark Grace and Grace isn't seeing him at first. And eventually Mark Grace does see him from across the, the field and like he waves at him and then he like nudges Dunstan and then Dunstan waves to Fetters and Fetters is like waving back at them and smiling. And then like, you know, they acknowledge each other and then Fetters like kind of turned around and just like walked out to the bullpen. And it was like, it's kind of funny. Like Fetters was kind of like fanboying out for like Mark Grace. Sure. Um, Cause they, they were, they were teammates right in Arizona. I think they were. Yeah. I think yeah, they were. Did, when Grace, when Grace pitched that inning, did he do a pitch where he made fun of Fetters? Yes, he did actually. He That's did. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. So I thought so, those two had some kind of connection. Yeah, because Fetters would do this thing, like he had this whole pre-pitch thing where he would like turn his head and like huff and puff, and yep. like. Yeah, and that's that's right. Grace was like kind of mimicking that, so it was actually cool to see kind of Fetters kind of like 
cheese out over, over like for those guys yeah much yeah. in the way that we were kind of like cheesing out for him like trying to get his autograph so it was kind of cool to see like this the lighter side of mike fetters um sure. but uh but yeah and then he went out to the bullpen um yeah the only thing i could say about the game was they did the um the ai artwork thing uh-huh. and for some reason the artwork style that they used was synthwave and i'm like synthwave like that's an art style like synthwave is kind of like an obscure like electronic music genre but i don't know it to be an an uh uh, an art style so it was just more weirdness from the ai uh we'll see if that comes back next year but uh that was the only thing to share from the game basically yeah uh, one last thing I'll share because we're we're almost at time here is uh, yeah I, I went to the Cubs bus uh, on Sunday just to see if I could catch Grace did see Grace impossible to get his autograph uh, also saw Bob Brenly for whatever reason walking out like down uh, like north of Waveland I don't know what the hell he was doing but I'm almost 100 percent positive it was him I didn't have his card so I couldn't call for him I don't think he would have signed anyway uh, but the biggest news uh, from Sunday was that. Um, uh, I saw sweatpants guy, Jeremy sweatpants guy oh, was there. I sent you a picture what? of him. Yeah. Uh, and I think the caption on the picture was he is risen. Um, yeah. he, uh, he was wearing sweatpants, uh, you know, um, so like, I feel like if you're a, an adult man, you, maybe you shouldn't wear sweatpants to a baseball game, but he did. Yeah. Um, or, or yeah, to so the, the Hilton, I, like the, whatever the Hilton hotel yeah. downtown for a convention either, which was what we said at the time of the Cubs yes. convention when we saw him. Yeah. So yeah, he was there. We just talked, uh, we just talked graphing a little bit. Uh, and then I, you know, I, I went, uh, I, I just, I left after a little while cause it was impossible to get autographs, but yeah, he was there. And I think, I think our over under on him is 1.5. So, uh, you know, Ooh. we're at one now. If we see him again, uh, we'll uh, we'll we'll hit that over. We'll hit the over on that one. So um, that'll be interesting to see. Uh, yeah. So the Cubs they were leaving for Colorado, and I like when their last bus left. I almost wanted to say, "I'll see you boys in Colorado." Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, they ended up losing two out of three in that series. So um, yeah, that was the whole weekend, man. That that took a lot longer to recap than I thought it would. Yeah, there was a lot. There was a lot to talk about, especially for a thing where we didn't go to any of the games. Not that we talk about the games that much at this point in this podcast, but ah. the fact that you sent you sent you sent me that picture of sweatpants guy. Like I forgot what I said. I'm like no fucking way or something like that. <laughs> um, but and then you you pointed out that that he was wearing sweatpants in the picture, which I didn't even like acknowledge. I didn't even really clock at yes. first. But I'm yeah. like. It's weird that we haven't seen him all season, but then we see him at this game. I, I was going to say, like, maybe he only goes to games where he can wear sweatpants, where, like, it's, like, not peak summer. <laughs> <laughs> you know? He's like, oh, July Cubs game against the Cardinals. That's not sweat sweatpants weather. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> you <know? laughs> so, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Just craziness, yeah. man. I can't believe you saw him. That's awesome. Yeah, no, it was great. And and I I saw him, I saw his bald head, and then I looked down and, and yeah. I, I saw what he was wearing on the bottom half of his body, and I was like, perfect. Thank thank yeah. goodness. Um, yes. So, so, yeah, there, there you go. That was the weekend. And, uh, yeah, next week we'll have the, the White Sox game for you. Yes, we will. Um, but, uh, yeah, with no, like, no uh, spare no time here to wrap it up, let's, let's go ahead and do that. So, uh, for Rain Delay Theater, I'm Jeremy Dionisio. I'm Jack Stokowski. We'll talk to you later, folks. Bye.